Hello everyone, welcome to episode 64, a Ruin episode of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that we have finally been given an extra wound and can equip thunder hammers for when we record. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host Matt and joining me as always, a guy appearing from the shadows ready to turn you and make you thirst for grey plastic. It's our very own Cameron Von Kamstein. Here he is. <laughs> yes, join the unpainted legions of the night. Uh, yes that may be a clue of what we're going to be doing today (laughs) just a little one yeah a little hint so yeah 64 what we're going to be talking about well as i sort of alluded to then we're main our main topic for this one is going to be vlad von karstein it was the winner of our sort of little poll Mm -hmm. that we did on twitter uh, a fair few weeks ago so we're going to go back to the old world and then for our discussion topic, uh, we're going to reverse one that we did recently, which is where we spoke about the uh, AOS start collecting boxes. We're going to do the 40K ones because it's only fair to do so. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be episode 64. And I'm going to kick it off with a lovely bit of news that mm-hmm. our little old Warhammer podcast talking about toy soldiers and the, the background <laughs> behind them in the last, well, yeah, about the last week or so, has hit 100,000 downloads. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> what is wrong with these people, Cameron? Why Why do they keep coming back? Uh, I have no idea. I have <laughs> no to clue. Us. I despise the sound of my own voice, and here I am, on record with hundreds of hours of yeah. content to be talking about. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, <sighs> I'm going to state the obvious, massive mm. thank you to all you guys listening because that yes, is absolutely. a hell of a milestone especially for us who you know has have, have a small background in in podcasting mm. but obviously this was you know something we never imagined that would happen and oh god no like we started this to just chat with each other about stuff <laughs> yeah and and it, it, that's that's it that's it but you know putting it in perspective it's just crazy that we ever got to amount considering you know i i always remember I was, I think, yeah, I was away with friends and and my wife on a little mm. little trip, and I was like, "Hey, Cameron, let's do a Warhammer podcast. That'd be cool." Mm. But yeah, why yeah. not? You know, and here we are. You know, two, two, well, almost three years later. Yeah, um, hundreds with a hundred thousand dollars later. <laughs> yeah, if only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in in grey plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we bought ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, massive thank you. It's it's unbelievable to sort of mm. hit that because you know, obviously for there's you know, other podcasts and completely other subjects who, you know, have that for breakfast. But you know, for us who's, you know, a small podcast in a niche within a niche, you know, a niche mm. within Warhammer, which obviously is a niche itself, and then it, that's a niche within wargaming, you know, because obviously there's all other subjects. So yeah, it's just unbelievable to hit a target like that or well, not a target, yeah. a milestone, I should say, because uh, we never thought we'd ever hit a target yeah. like that. Yeah. So what we're going <laughs> to do is do a giveaway soon. Uh, so we'll announce that in a bit more detail next episode, 65, yes. you know, our next Ruin, uh, sorry, Realm episode. And we'll, yeah, have a, a cheeky little giveaway just to say thank you 
for all your hard work of having to sit mm. through and listen to us for hours and <laughs> <Yes. one> hours. <laughs> <laughs> so talking of listening to us for hours, <laughs> mm. I think it, let's uh, kick it back to the old world, Cameron. Let's yeah. talk law. Right. Okay. So I said today we're going to talk about Vlad von Karstein, give you an overview of him, but I'm going to throw a little curveball in Cameron. Um, okay. Just yeah. before we talk about him, I just want to talk about something briefly, uh, totally different to, <laughs> to okay. Vlad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Salamander's successors, um, oh, okay. which I don't know if you sort of caught upon their new successors at the moment. I have not. I was I was under the impression they didn't have any official successors because well, they were still recovering from Istvan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was the case, but uh, okay. that isn't the case anymore, Cameron. Uh, oh. They've got well, as per the the new Space Marine Codex, they've got four new successors now. Oh wow! Okay. And they're all very interesting. So what I'm mm. going to do is I'm just going to try and send you them now so you at least know okay. what i'm yeah yeah uh talking about <laughs> go for this it, is go cool for i like the fact uh you didn't know you about them blindsided i had no idea i've not yeah well, well that's it yeah exactly and I, I just thought to myself well it, it would be you know hopefully a bit of fun yeah. that yeah, uh yeah, you know, yeah. just to catch you unaware so right so this is the first one uh oh, that they've okay, got well, we which got, is yeah. called the covenant, covenant of fire. fire okay so okay. uh like like cameron said you know, salamanders have not had you know known successes. Obviously, there's been a few rumored ones uh, down mm. the line, but because again, as Cameron alluded to, they took an absolute beating at Isfan. Yeah, that it wasn't really fair to split yeah. them up, which you know, yeah, sort of makes sense. So, yeah, I have one immediate uh, point to make. It this is not a salamanders chapter. This is a word bearer's success. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. They yeah. literally have a burning book. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So. Covenant of Fire. So the Covenant of Fire crave knowledge of the Imperium they fight for, seeking out law wherever they can find it, hoping that this mm. information can help them bring light to darkness. Conversely, they purge any sign of heretical material they find, knowing that its knowledge is a false light that leads Owen only to ruin. The chapter <laughs> eagerly embraced the Promethean cult, imbibing mm-hmm. the, and implying the wisdom of their gene, gene sire swiftly. So, mm. yeah. That's what I mean. It, again, yeah. it, it, it's so easy to to instantly think <laughs> of the of the word bearer, especially pre chaos word bearers yeah. as well. It's that yeah. sort of similar iconography, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, what I find quite interesting it's it's similar to when uh, what was that? There's that Imperial Fist chapter, the ones in white and uh, purple, the Sons uh, of the Phoenix, the Sons of the Phoenix, yes, ones with the candles on their back, yes. Absolutely, hundred percent loyal. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not Emperor's children, and uh, yes. it, it's 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 a similar one here, where where obviously you did exactly what I did, and probably a lot of other people that have, have yeah. done. You instantly think <laughs> word bearers, um, yeah. and I love this. I love the fact that we're now seeing these successors with you know that raise a bit of an eyebrow yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the side of chaos. I actually really like their colours because their helmet. Mm is black with red eyes, which yep. is in itself presumably just copying 
original salamanders' heads, which are black with red eyes, because presumably these guys aren't raised on Nocturne, so they don't actually get that same coloration difference from the gene seed. Yeah. So might be a way of harkening back to their quote-unquote progenitor chapter. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a very fair point. And I like the fact it also mentions the Promethean cult, which obviously is mm. basically the salamanders sort of you know imperial doctrine yeah. that they adhere yeah. to and about being good guys in general you know which is quite you yeah. know, amusing comparatively good guys yeah yeah you know <laughs> they, they still love they still love um war crime weapons like flamethrowers oh yes gets that <laughs> job done chef's kiss Mwah. so yeah so that's the the covenant of fire uh we'll move on to the next one which i'll just send mm-hmm. you uh the picture for now so this is the black vipers Ooh. Ooh. So the black vipers, the salamanders. Uh, like, I love this. <laughs> yeah, this is great. So the salamanders accidentally learned of the black vipers many years after they learned of their other Ultima founding successors. Sir Kagoski, the chaplain sent to the chapter by the salamanders, disappeared without trace. The black vipers appear to claim no world for their own and spurn contact with allies on the rare occasion where it is seen at war. Wherever the chapter has been identified, Agents Belisarius Cool have never been far away. So cool, cool. <laughs> I know. Alpha Legion successor. Excellent. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think our eyebrows could get any more raised at the moment, you know. I yeah. Mean, if we, if oh, we were an Inquisitor man. now, we'd be... <laughs> This is great, guys. Just like, hey, look at all these salamander successes that have actually always been around. They're absolutely yeah. salamander successes. We trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, love I, their color scheme. Very striking. Yeah. It's yeah, it's gorgeous again, black and red, and yeah, main, mainly being black. And it yeah, it's a lovely yeah. scheme. And I just love the fact that obviously they they obviously sent you know the salamander sent a chaplain to them. Yeah, uh, obviously probably to talk about. You know, the Imperium and the Promethean cult. and, and Yeah, that. it's like, you know, you get the form and you check all the boxes. You go down, it's like, wait, we had an extra kid? Like, send, send, send someone to go find that kid. Tell them to come <laughs> to the family. And then that guy just never comes back. <laughs> yeah. Kids disappeared. You know, that the uncle he sent to go get them for the family gathering never comes back. This, mm. this is suspicious. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. And the fact that that call is has yeah. you know, some sort of connection to mm. them. What is he up to? Oh, I hope something comes of this. this I really is very do. Interesting. I'm yeah. loving all these new chapters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they honestly they they get better. Oh, <laughs> wait, okay. wait, wait till we talk about the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so right, the next one I will send you the info. So right, this is the dragon spears. So a fleet-based chapter, the Dragon Spears have won uh, renowned fighting alongside the Space Wolves against the Orcs at the uh, Narian Reef and have become expert Orc hunters. Okay, cool. Being Mm -hmm. constantly on the move, it took many years for the Salamanders to make contact with them, in which time the Dragon Spears developed a very strong culture of self-sacrifice and endo-cannibalism to ensure their lost brothers never fall from memory. Games Workshop, you've been stealing my unique fanfic. There was OC, <laughs> Do Not Steal, my chapter where they just reincarnate themselves by eating the brain of the chapter master every time he dies. So it's the same guy. <laughs> Thank you. Also, these are world eaters, obviously. Come on. Yeah. 
They're the only good traits of the world eaters is they honor their fallen brethren and they keep moving around. They're very self-sacrificing. Yeah. Come so. on, go Zork Show. I love the armor though. Teal's good. Minty. Mint is <laughs> Minty, Minty fresh. <laughs> Minty fresh. <laughs> world eaters. Uh, I love it. Again, mm. I, I, and it's funny actually because I was reading, you know, obviously other people's comments online and uh, yeah, a lot of people love these because yeah, cool, these cool scheme, dragon spears. Uh, mm. But some a lot of people are put off by the endo cannibalism. Uh, that's, but that's I the normal space marine thing. Yeah, exactly. They do that anyway. That's uh, you know yeah. people. I think people forget that. So isn't this how flesh terrors happened, or the the flesh drinkers or blood drinkers, whatever it was? Yeah, you know that's it. Eat a bunch yeah. of orc brains, see sanguineus when you. Get <laughs> 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 right. Okay. So the last one. Uh, yeah, it's probably arguably the one with the best scheme, in my opinion, Ooh. and you'll see why. So the last one oh, is the, yes. the Dark Krakens. So the Dark oh, Krakens, man. oceanic uh, and night-bathed homeworld of, Nac- of Nactis, uh, only boasts one landmass capable of supporting a fortress monastery. Uh, Nactis's vast seas are replete with bioluminescent megafauna and shoal predators which the native population hunt for sport and nourishment echoing this uh, sorry echoing this in battle the dark kraken seek out the largest foes whether that be in terms of physical size or sheer numbers uh i i that's right when i (laughs) these are awesome because they're they're, they basically black and purple yeah, one of my favorite schemes. And what I love about these is it made instantly when I read this, I was like, I want a game mode hunting monsters. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I want a squad of I want a squad of Marines and a squad of Marines from another chapter, and then I just want to put down the biggest monster model I can buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any excuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they they look super cool as well. They do. They don't screen traitor though, so no, that's the yeah. They're pretty, they're nice. They're, <laughs> they're just probably actually hunters. salamanders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I love all four of these new successes. Yeah. They're all so yeah. different, and yeah, you know, some raise eyebrows, some mm. just are awesome. All the schemes I think are really cool compared mm. to some yeah. of the other successes for some of the other chapters. And yeah, I, I'm I'm really pleased they've now got successes, and I just hope that one or a few of these end up, you know, slowly becoming part of stories yeah, in the future. You know, sort of similar to what we saw with uh, with the, uh, what's it, the Emperor's Spears, you know, where they, mm, you know, yeah. sort of had their own novel. And obviously, I mean, they have similarities. They, you know, they yeah. hunt monsters and things like that. So obviously the Space Wolves and things like that. So, yeah, I, mm. I love this. I love all four of these. And, and it's quite funny because I deliberately went over to the Salamanders subreddit and you can mm. imagine that's just exploded over there. All these salamander players are like, yes, yeah. we exist. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that, um, that app that I think it's called imp cat that people use yeah. to, uh, sort of take a, like an intercessor and paint their own scheme on it on their mm. phone, which is a really cool way of doing it. Loads of people are like dark krakens, dark krakens. Yeah. I, yeah, want to, fair. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. So yeah. So mm. uh, I just thought I'd touch upon that. Cause I thought ultimately, if I don't mention it now about these successes, we're probably never going to talk about them. In yeah. The yeah, context of something, anything else, unless they have obviously something more prominent in the law. Mm. So, mm. uh, yeah. No, so awesome. that was them. Uh, right. Okay. 
<laughs> Let's actually get on with, with our main yes. our main topic now. So, like we, we said, back. we're going to go back to yeah. the old world. <laughs> Damn right, we're going old school, folks. So, yeah, this was the the winner of our poll that we had. I think from memory, we were going to. It was between Wrath of the Ever Chosen, so, uh, uh, Vlad von Karstein, or um, uh, Spear Shadows novel. Yes, yes, Ace yeah. Lamentation, Spear Shadows. That's it. So this was the winner. Uh, it was quite mm. close, actually, and it's quite cool because we. Mm. It's always nice to go back and talk about the world that was. You know, we did yeah. it with Archeon, and obviously we did. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Sigvald as well. Oh we yeah, covered that yeah. novel. And look, it'll be a good primer for the next uh, when Soulblight get an expansion, Age of Sigma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look, if you're going to bring vampires in force, you're going to bring Vlad back. You're going to bring right. back. <laughs> yeah, and actually, this was—I was just thinking this was your choice as well, wasn't it? When we spoke yes. about characters, you, yeah, you chose this one. So, and I, th- I think this is a cool one because I think he, <laughs> you know he's one of those where, and w- which we'll touch about upon shortly, is he's not an obvious character always to talk about. Mm. You know, there's obviously some yeah. of the bigger players uh, in the old world. You know, sort of slightly overshadow him. Yeah, which is a shame because which he's is crazy because quite... he's a super big player. <laughs> it's yeah, just, exactly. Like, subtle about it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're going to do an overview of him. You know, mm-hmm. sit back, get your paintbrush, get your coffee. Don't mix them. Yeah, unless fine. you want, unless you want to. You know, if you got mm. that taste for that over the years, <laughs> uh, that's it. You go into you know Starbucks and ask for some paint water. Yeah, so yeah, like a venti Abaddon black, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Let's kick it off. Let's talk about Vlad. Vlad the Lad. So, <laughs> Vlad von Karstein, a.k.a. Vashanesh mm. of Nekahara, mm. the, uh, yeah. which is the land of the dead back in the day, the home of everyone's favorite tomb kings. Uh, basically, yep. he was the son to King Lakashaz and was basically a very highly regarded tactician uh, who quite conveniently is actually a descendant of Nagash. He's actually part of mm. Nagash's actual bloodline back in the day yeah. you know, when Nagash was a bit more human like, than alive. Than, yeah. Able to a bit a more family. alive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and basically he was the first and arguably the greatest vampire count of uh, Sylvania. Uh, mm. Sylvania was an area of Sterland, uh, basically that was taken over by Bam- vampires obviously, uh, and was generally a nasty place, a place where bad people yeah. went to do bad things in secret, <laughs> basically. It's where, in real life, my or our D&D slash Soulbound group would like yes. to go and play, you know, basically, because yes. we like doing nasty things, because <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, where you have rivers of blood, isolated villages of peasants and other such mm. things, that you get the picture. So he was responsible for causing a lot of dread and suffering to the lands, including Sylvania, uh, and even the creation of a kingdom right in the middle of the empire itself. Um, mm. He also had his well, his lovers, uh, so to speak. He was married to Neferata at one point back in the time, mm-hmm. uh, and later had the lovely Isabella von Drac as his bride. Yes. Uh, initially for convenience, and then eventually joined him in undeath which we'll talk about later, becoming his most, mm. most trusted and an educational companion, you know, like teaching mm. him how the empire works and other yeah. such things. Uh, but as we will probably, or a few of you will be 
uh, well aware of, uh, one of these most well-known adventures <laughs> was the, mm-hmm. the Vampire Wars, which we'll again talk about Yay. soon. <laughs> so that is uh, Vlad in a little nutshell, a, uh, mm. <laughs> a vampiric yeah. nutshell. So uh, yes. talk about uh, Lamia, Cameron. Yes, well, start of Vlad really was back when it was named Vashanesh. Uh, and he was, uh, basically, a, an advisor of General Setep of Camry, uh, who, uh, when, uh, Lamia rose up as a whole bunch of vampires, because, you know, the old world was crazy like that, uh, <laughs> Camry sent General Setep in to kind of crush this threat to the kingdoms. Uh, and then Vashanesh, being descended, a uh, descendant of Nagash, and, you know, going to crush his ancestral homeland, essentially, he said, oh, you know, maybe not. Uh, defected and warned Neferata about all this. Uh, and she was incredibly impressed with this, uh, to the point where she gave him the last, uh, bits of the Elixir of Life, which was the initial, uh, potion created to create the first vampires, uh, and made him her husband. He became mm. king of Lamia and co- co-ruler of this growing, like, nation of vampires. Um... Together, they essentially created this massive network of sp- of uh, spies to keep the other city-states of Nehekara distant, uh, sort of, you know, a divide-and-conquer stratagem that worked for centuries to stop any significant um, forces from kind of rising up to stop them. Uh, but after a few centuries of their sort of uncontested rule at the top, King Alcadazar the Conqueror finally managed to mobilize all the armies of Nehekara and bring war against Lamia, uh, essentially a religious crusade, because, you know, undeath is kind of a little blasphemous. A little, <laughs> little tiny yeah. bit. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, he laid siege to the city at the head of an army, uh, composed from warriors from all across Nehekara, uh, as well as various territories he added from Araby and the Southlands. And uh, they were horrified not only to meet the uh, military might of Lamia, but also just an army of the undead. Because the thing about vampires is they are really, really stinking good at necromancy. Oh, love it. <laughs> they are bathe incredible in it. at it. Oh, yeah. That's it. They bathe uh, <laughs> in blood, bathe in necromancy. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the thing is, this is this is actually kind of an interesting fight because the mortal armies of Nehekara actually outnumbered the undead army of Lamia. Uh, so this is sort of the reverse of the undead horde. Uh, trope. It was it was a <laughs> yeah. living horde, uh, yeah. but the the thing about the thing about zombies and skeletons is you kill them once, uh, shame on them. You kill them tw- uh, you kill them twice, shame on you because these will mm. just keep coming back. Uh, oh, yeah. A battle of attrition is not something you can win against the undead. <laughs> um, uh, the mortal fo- followers amongst the Lamians were less reliable, and uh, there were some traitors. And eventually, the Nehekarans managed to storm the city. Uh, and the vampires who didn't flee were forced to do, uh, battle on the steps of the temples. Aberash, sort of the head of the blood, uh, blood knights, uh, bloodline, essentially. The, there's a particular line of vampires who really like to hunt dragons and do cavalry charges. Um, nice. <laughs> he led the defense for a full week, uh, going up against Xandri's high priests and our chemical fire from war machines. But eventually, the temple was burned to the ground. Aberash and the other vampires were forced to flee. Uh, and travelled far and wide. Uh, all the survivors, Neferada, Wasoran, Rusharan, Matmesis, and Harakte, a whole bunch of them, fled to the north and came across Nagash, who was in the middle of raising his own army. <laughs> oh, Nagash. Well. Good old Nagash. We, it, yeah, he, oh, 
see, he was great back <laughs> in the day. You know, you, you think he's cool in AOS. He, he got up to shit. Oh, man. When he was just world. an angry old man with a stick, he was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, well, talking to Nagash, with Nagash being Nagash, obviously nothing mm. is by chance. So when the vampires bumped into him up in the north, they'd, they'd been played and manipulated thanks to Wasoran, uh, who was mm. one of the vampires, and, and he's actually one of the, the Necrarch Brotherhood, uh, Wasoran, mm. who were basically necromatic you know, vampires, um, yeah. which we know, uh, during obviously the siege. Um, and with Vashinesh, uh, Vlad, uh, being given command of the newly risen undead forces as basically he was a relative of Nagash. So mm. he, you know, he, he jumped the queue, yeah. so to speak, yeah. uh, obviously pissing off Neferata <laughs> in the process. Yeah. Vashinesh. God. Um, and, uh, as part of this deal, he was given a ring by Nagash, which made it, basically even easier to rise from the dead but there was a catch mm. it's nagash you know he's got yeah. his shenanigans so the catch was that nagash would be able to control all the vampires through this ring okay yeah. fine so the vampires went back to take back lamia uh, which obviously they gladly did but ultimately nagash only cared about destroying nekahara rather than worrying about what happened ultimately to his sort of new vampire followers and why would he worry they're not going to go against him due to the ring are they well <laughs> taking a bet on the power of the, the ring only working if the vampire wearing it was alive and the fact uh, that gash had told him he would come back uh basically vashinesh allowed himself to be killed uh by i was it alka alka Dazar. Uh, one of yeah. the leaders, Nekahara, and basically the last living king of, of Kemri. Uh, the, basically, yeah. the vampires were no longer under control of Nagash when this happened, and mm. vampires being vampires disappeared into the night to, you know, f- to travel their own paths, really, find their new leader. Mm. They weren't under the, the hold of Nagash anymore. So of all the sort of main vampires around at this point, uh, Neferata went around manipulating the race of men and getting her mm. daughters in sort of positions of power. A couple of them completely disappeared. Um, uh, Ushuran, uh, who's actually the brother of Neferata, went to Stringos yes. and became its ruler uh, mm-hmm. once upon a time. And Wusoran uh, stuck with Nagash and basically learned the ways of necromancy. Um, his yes. uh, particular peak was keeping the vampiric uh, red thirst at bay uh but unfortunately this affected his bloodline ultimately and ended up being killed by his uh, apprentice but ended up uh, possessing him anyway uh but that's the that's the other vampires you want you don't you, yeah. you want to know about uh vashinesh don't you so <laughs> luckily mm-hmm. for him he came back as nagash had said thanks to the ring so at this point he went off his own way he decided to go to kislev and basically reinvent himself as vladimir uh basically using the time to understand the ring better uh, and how it could serve him rather than be its master basically so mm-hmm. after a time he eventually returned to sylvania uh, to build an undead army which ended up defeating some skaven uh, who were threatening mm-hmm. the land after the black death and at this point now he was now prince vladimir uh, but mm-hmm. fast forward 700 years Yep. <laughs> After that, uh, you know, where he basically went into hiding, he returned mm. once again as Vlad von Karstein. Oh, ho, ho, ho. It was a stormy night. Otto, the last of the von Drac counts, was on his deathbed in Castle Drakenhof. 
famous from the particular play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Otto von Drake is the last of this particular bloodline, uh, and he was without a male heir to continue his legacy. Um, he was a... So this this von Drake bloodline of uh, counts in Sylvania was not a great lot of people to live and work under. Uh, his uh, his favourite pastime was putting the heads of peasants on spikes, and when he got really drunk, he was convinced he was Sigmar reincarnated. Um, all the nobles <laughs> of his court didn't listen to him and paid no attention to any of his orders, and basically the entire region was a lawless, anarchistic hellhole. <laughs> his family eagerly awaited his final breath. <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the problem problem here is that uh, Otto von Drach, near death, uh, swore that he would rather his daughter Isabella von Drach marry a demon instead of letting his despised brother Leopold von Drach inherit throne. Wow. Uh, Otto, yeah. Otto had already refused her marriage to every nobleman in Sylvania and uh, many far beyond because, basically, he he hated everyone. He hated everyone he ever met. He was a terrible human being. Uh, and people outside of Sylvania didn't want to go to Sylvania. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, and so, you know, she's at her father's deathbed. She's the only technical heir, but it's the empire, which is a patriarchy. So, you know, there's not, she's not a male heir. It'll go to her uncle. Um, and, you know, the aging piece of uh, Sigmar Victor Gutman is there and lightning strikes sound of wheels and pounding hooves pulls out and this black coach pulled by four massive black horses pulls up outside the keep uh proud voice sort of demands entry and in comes scaring off all the guard dogs this tall dark handsome stranger Ooh, this milk tray. He's got he's got this foreign Slavic uh, Kislevi accent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and he names himself as Vlad von Karsting. He sort of names his many noble ancestors to the court, uh, to the to the count, and then says, "Hey, you're dying. You don't want your brother to inherit. I'll marry your daughter right here and now, and I can inherit." <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Otto had sworn his oath. He he was kind of regretting it at this point because this seems extremely spooky. But before he knew what he was doing, he'd already given his blessing to their marriage. Mm. Uh, oh. They uh, they brought the priest back to consciousness because he passed out inside <laughs> of him. Uh, and they were married right in front of her father's deathbed. And basically, as soon as the marriage was done... Otto died, uh, leaving the entire estate and indeed the entire area technically under Vlad's rule. And the very first thing he did as Count of Sylvania was he took Leopold von Drach and threw him out of the highest window in the castle. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, consolidating power is what vampires of the von Karstein line like to do. Yeah, um, love it. Now, he was a very eccentric master. He never ate when the servants were around. He never went out into the lands during the day. Uh, he dismissed the priest and, like, ran him out of town. He was never seen again. Uh, a lot of the old servants from the from the uh, castle were dismissed, and these mysterious uh, foreign strangers took their place. But he wasn't crazy, and so people were actually very happy that he was around. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sad state of affairs where 
yeah the yeah. The, <laughs> the, the shady vampire that appears is the better option <laughs> oh yeah like he he was a significant improvement to the quality of life in the region and that says a lot about yeah. how bad it got under the von drax um yeah <laughs> basically year years of these insane random punishments had basically taught everyone who lived there not to question what the people in charge did but the peasants were like well he doesn't randomly execute people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't randomly show up asking for five times the amount of tax we're meant to be paying. That's good. And he defends the land. Oh. This mercenary company, uh, the uh, led by this man named Bernhoff the Butcher, shows up in town and says, hey, you know, we're taking over the region because the old ruler died, we heard. So you just pay us all your taxes and we'll take care of it. And Vlad von Karstein, Count of he walks out without his bodyguards kills the man in single combat, and then kills every single member of his mercenary company by himself, <laughs> runs off any survivors, and the person's like, wow, yeah, this, this is great. He's not killing yeah. us randomly, he's not taking all of our money, and he's protecting us. I like this guy. <laughs> That's it, seventh heaven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he got really, really popular. Uh, the laws mm. were kept, and if you were found guilty, you were punished without mercy. But yeah, it wasn't chaos. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and for for the Count's personal life, uh, after a few months, what started as a marriage of convenience, clearly done to just, like, steal power in the region, uh, became something far more, because Isabella refused to be controlled. Uh, she, she, she wouldn't fall for his seductive charms. Oh. And the first time she openly rebelled against him and refused to do what he said, Vlad fell, and he fell hard. Because nothing oh. sexier than an independent woman. That's it. The plain hard to get. Good on him. Look at this. Look at this man. He's not even a terrible misogynist, technically. No. <laughs> he's, he's, he's somewhat all right. As oh, a human he's so being. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, so he fell for it. And over time, she eventually began to reciprocate those feelings, and to the point uh, where she knew the truth about his undead nature, and actually asked to uh join him and vlad uh vlad refused he loved her too much to put her through the suffering that vampires have to endure again a very chivalrous man i guess Mm. uh but shortly after she fell sick with an incurable illness um one of the physicians sending her saying that she had actually died at which point mr von carsing walks and says shut up you don't know what you're doing you never practice medicine uh, and walked out <laughs> he's a doctor three days now, later. Too. <laughs> yeah, he's a doctor now. Walked out three days later with his wife looking as well as ever. Little pale, but looking better mm-hmm. than ever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Squinting um, at the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was always pale and never sort of left her room except at uh, nighttime. Uh, but, you know, this, this guy goes from strength to strength. He protects the people. He keeps law and order. He doesn't charge exorbitant taxes. He's apparently a miracle physician. <laughs> he's, what can uh, he not yeah. do? <laughs> what, what can he not do? Mm. Um, initially, also, with uh, the, the court of Sylvania was in shambles under the Von Drack rule, of course. And initially, the, uh, the many nobles of Sylvania didn't listen to Vlad von Karstein at all. Didn't bother him, though. Uh, he cherished the various people under his rule and made sure they grew healthy and strong, like a farmer fattens a pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, after the decades of insanity, it's a pretty nice break. Um, yeah. But couldn't be perfect forever. 
It can. It took time, but slowly but surely, darkness began to crept in, crept, crept, creep, there we go, creep into <laughs> Sylvania. Uh, young men and women began to disappear from outlying villages in the area. Uh, the living dead gathered at the borders of settlements in growing numbers. Uh, there was, you know, small numbers of zombies and skeletons showing up late at night. But the thing is, like, if you were listening to Vlad von Karstein, your rightful count and ruler, they generally just bypassed your town. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you'll just listen to him, you know, do what he tells you. Yeah, dead will stay away. He knows how to protect you. He knows how to keep He's... you safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even, look, listen, if you're not doing what he tells you, if you're being rebellious, you might be able to fight your way through a zombie attack. But <laughs> all these weird accidents just kind of start happening after that. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, oh, sure, sure. You made your way out of that zombie hall. Well done, well done. You're still not going to listen to Mr. Von Karstein. Well, shame that that grand piano fell out of the top floor of the building you were walking past. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it, it quickly became very obvious that if you swore fealty to Von Karstein, none of this bad shit would happen to you. Uh, and mm-hmm. the nobles of Sylvania were lining up to come join the court again. Um, <laughs> and within 10 years, Vlad was more firmly in control of Sylvania than elect accounts were of the largest states of the empire. Mm. Um, he was, in fact, so successful that a lot of people were recommending he should take uh, rule in the capital as emperor. You know, after all, the Von Karsteins are an ancient family that could trace their lineage back to before the founding of the Empire. It's only right that someone so competent, such a storied history behind them, should be in charge of this great nation. <laughs> keep, keep the Empire great. 1798. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, it never really went anywhere. He seemed happy uh, to live and rule in Sylvania, and this just went on. Mm. And on. And on. Yeah. But the people were getting older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> initially, initially the um, the peasantry didn't really think much of this. Like, nobles always live longer than peasants. It's just the way life is. But it kind of got to a point where the oldest woman working in Drakenhof said, Vlad von Karsten came to power when her grandmother was a child. <laughs> and, and the peasantry went, but you're like 60. <laughs> Yeah. She went, yes, <laughs> something's up. These rumors began to spread and witch hunters slowly began uh, becoming drawn to Sylvania. Um, mm. And of course, any of them choosing to investigate the von Karsteins were never heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> because of course. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, it gets worse though, because... You know, sure, we've had, we've had, at this point, over a century of peace under these rulers. They're very mm. magnanimous and gracious. Sure, the odd witch hunter goes missing. Sure, the odd noble's son, you know, has a piano fall on him. <laughs> uh, but is it's, it's, you remember years and years ago, there was that thing your grandfather said about how Isabella, Isabella von Karstein fell ill that one time. Yeah. But the darndest thing, but the, the von Tannemann's boy just got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, this illness starts spreading through the noble families of, uh, of, um, Sylvania that are allied with the Count. And of course, he's a miracle worker. He goes and he tends to all of them themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Three days later, brings him out and says, don't worry, your lord is hale and healthy. Uh, and, you know, the next thing you know, every castle in the entire region is filled with vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
lots more people started going missing at this stage. Uh, all the temples were closed and the priests of all the various gods were driven out of the region. Uh, people just stopped burying bodies. I mean, why mm-hmm. bother? They were going to get up later anyway. Yeah. Um, they set up very harsh borders and it was very difficult to get in or out of Sylvania. <laughs> uh, they sort of sealed themselves off from the rest of the empire. Um, and we finally get to the year 2000. Uh, at this point, let me double check our little timeline indicator on the top of this. At this point, Vlad has been in charge of Sylvania for nearly 200 years. Mm. <laughs> um, it's getting a little suspicious. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think paperwork's uh, going to cover yes. that up. <laughs> yes, in, in the year 2000, uh, the Ostermark capital of Mordheim is hit by a meteorite. Yep. And first on the scene is the forces of Sylvania, because Vlad von Karstein wants all that warp stone for undead right. nonsense. Yeah, he does. Um, and basically, bunch of claimants to the imperial throne sends mercenary forces to see this, sees this source of potential magical power. Vlad also sent dozens of minions in there and basically began harvesting warp stone um out of the ruins of Mordheim. That's where we mm. had the Mordheim game, best game yep. Games Workshop's ever produced. Um yep. <laughs> And it's the precursor to a very important set of things. Mm. The Vampire Wars. The Vampire Wars, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so like I said, it is not all sunshine and rainbows. So now he's you know, he's the new Count of Sylvania, or has been for a while. Obviously, one of the first objectives was, you know, obviously part of showing his authority and ambitious nature. Because, you know, despite not being innately a nasty person in his former mm. life, he is still a vampire, you know, yes. after all, you know. So, like I said, they hadn't ta- the nobles hadn't taken any real notice of him, you know, but he was more interested, like said, like Cameron said, in the general populace. Uh, lu- mm. Luckily, luckily they'd welcomed him with with open arms, you know, because <laughs> of the harshness. And then, like Cameron said, you know, the the mysterious illness that had taken down Isabella previously was going around, and yeah, you know, it was taking its toll on the community, and it was actually in turn forcing the people to embrace what is known as the cult of the Vida Alpha Standen. Vida Alphastanden. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't do German at school, so apologies <laughs> if I butcher any pronunciations. Ah. So basically, this was the cult of the arisen dead. So, Ooh, nice. uh, again, like Cameron alluded to, things became worse as the dead were, you know, piled up on the roads as the priests of Moor were, you know, weren't around to perform the right yeah. rituals and basically, and, you know, they'd, as you would imagine, you had some very pissed off spirits around who couldn't settle because, again, the, the right rituals hadn't been performed. Mordheim had happened. Like I said, the, the uh, mm. meteorite of uh, Warpstone. Mordheim was actually once the capital of, of uh, Ostermark um, and obviously yes. became a, a city of, of, of despair and corruption, a far cry from mm. the days where the faithful once were. Only the faithful! Sorry, that's the wrong game. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> this, you know... Again, as Cameron alluded to, it was made worse by the greed of the imperial throne, you know. But Vlad didn't didn't miss a trick with this either. And so, come on the eve of <laughs> Geheim is not. Yeah, apologies, <laughs> I don't do German. So, which basically yeah. <laughs> is where is when there's a full moon, where both uh, Moors Lieber and Mans Lieber is in the sky mm. at the same time. It was time for. 
Blood to move his sinister plans forward with his with his his festival known as Totentanz, which is basically Dance of the Dead at uh, Drakenhof Castle. Invite yeah. only, where all the <laughs> get on the guest list plus five, where all yep. the living nobles of his kingdom were basically invited to come pledge their loyalty and enjoy the festivities. But as you can guess, it wasn't all about drinking Sigmar slings or other such cocktails uh, <laughs> as the doors were closed and the nobles murdered. Um, that is apart from a few, yeah. uh, which is Alton Gans, which is basically a, a loyal human serv- servant who had his suspicions of what was about to go down. Uh, and Stefan Fisher, uh, who's basically a witch hunter tracking a particular vampire who had murdered his wife. Uh, unfortunately for his brother-in-law, uh, and fellow witch hunter, he was turned into a vampire and joined the ranks of Vlad. Um, the mm. next part of Vlad's plan uh, was basically to use the, you know, before mentioned uh, warpstone in combination with one of the nine books from the Gash to basically perform an incantation uh, of necromancy, uh, which went mm. through the whole of Sylvania uh, and caused all those dead bodies to rise uh, and answer the mm. call of Vlad, uh, including the recently killed nobles from the party. Uh, it's something out of a, you know, of a zombie movie. Yeah. They actually start yeah. coming alive, then he just died. Uh, mm. The witch hunter, Fisher, uh, basically pretended to be a zombie. <laughs> to I love that. Yeah. Like, just, like, how does this work? God, if, if anyone's seen the film Shaun of the Dead. Um, yes, yeah, the, exactly that. that, that <laughs> that's got a scene right all over it. Uh, but unfortunately, he, he escaped, but only to land in the hands of another band of vampires. So not much luck uh, for him, mm. but there was actually a bit of luck because luckily he was saved by the army of Countess uh, Otilla, who was actually investigating this undead army that had just uh, come about. Mm. So uh, next would be the first battle of the Vampire Wars, which is the Battle of Essen Ford, uh, as Otilla's mm. army fought the undead. Uh, now knowing the truth of obviously Vlad von Karstein, thanks to what Fisher had told him, saying, yeah, you know, shit went down. Uh, yeah, he's a vampire. vampire. He's raising the dead. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for the Imperial Arm- Army, it was a very one-sided affair, uh, as basically they were massacred by the forces of death. Uh, after the battle, the brothers-in-law, uh, you know, Fisher and his brother-in-law, were reunited as Fisher was chosen uh, by Skellen to be killed by Vlad, uh, and wanted as he, mm. as Vlad wanted to show his power and reward for his followers. Um, Bled him dry, and thus Fisher was re- uh, reunited with his wife. Um, and you know, it, so a nice ending for him. Uh, with other prisoners chosen for death, being turned into vampires. Also, um, finally, the imperial commander had to choose which of of his troops to live. Uh, he refused, so the youngest was chosen and sent out. Spread the word and fear of the vampires to the rest of the empire. You know, you know, mm. tell everyone what you saw today. <laughs> it's a coming. Uh, yeah. So basically, as this prisoner was set free, the commander quickly grabbed Vlad's sword and decapitated him. Uh, yeah. In return, the commander had his hand cut off by uh, another vampire, Herman Prosner, and was promptly tortured. Uh, but during the chaos of, of what had just happened, uh, Vlad's body had mysteriously disappeared thanks to mm. his servant uh, Gans, who was struggling to you know, come to terms with his master's death at this point. It was a bit yes. unexpected. So yes. uh, Herman Prosner uh, used this opportunity to seize control of the undead army in Vlad's place, 
why not? He'd just been decapitated. Uh, but just needed one more thing for true power. Isabella mm. as his bride. So yeah. confronting her in her tent, and despite her claiming that Vlad was not dead and would return, <laughs> Prosner proceeded to display her in front of the other vampires as his bride and dared any challenger, you know, come at me, bro, uh, in Vampire Talk. Uh, and the challenger appeared <laughs> from the back. And lo and behold, it was Vlad yep. von Karstein. He'd come Who back. I know. Oh. Oh. See, this, this is the thing about Warhammer lore. Because, like, Vampire's like, well, we'll come back eventually. Mm. This is the year 2010. Vlad got that ring in, like, the year negative (laughs) 1,200. Yeah. It's been literally over 3,000 years, long enough for people to forget the ring had any importance. And I think that is hilarious. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Well, it sort of makes sense. But then I suppose Mm. it does come to a bit of knowledge well become more common knowledge now because obviously yes. as i'm about to say he dies quite a bit <laughs> yes so he dies a little sort of, bit yeah just every now and then <laughs> exactly so yeah it's quite but it may it, i suppose to be fair he's not really had any real challenge for a lot of this mm. time so he's probably not realistically died in front of others therefore the ring to you know to take effect so because i think it becomes a bit like you know in mm. lord of the rings when the ring disappears in you know in that in that uh river yeah. and like it just gets yeah. forgotten about it's almost like that we're like oh yeah we forgot he had a magic ring that brings him mm. back from the dead almost yeah. instantly um handy that um yeah real handy so obviously it allowed him to cheat death uh and he mm. used his new life to fight prosner and uh, and obviously promptly took him down but uh which unfortunately for uh, Gans, the uh, the servant, was killed in the process as Prosner threw a sword at him in defiance. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, not the poor servant. Just gets uh, killed. But hey, uh, the final blow was not made by Vlad, but it was actually done by Isabella in the in the end, mm. uh, who obviously wanted to take the pleasure of killing Prosner for herself, which is fair yeah. enough. Um, so the vampire wars continued for many years, and so did the many deaths of Vlad. Um, <laughs> For example, at the Battle of uh, uh, Boothloff, uh, he, he was speared by a dozen lances, but came back three yep. days later, uh, as well as being taken <laughs> out by a cannon an hour before yep. attacking oh, yes. uh, <laughs> Uh Even uh, Jarek Kruger, who's the Grand Master of the Knights of the White Wolf, which is something out of Berserk, um, was yeah. turned into a vampire when uh, Mid- uh, Middenheim was attacked, uh, being revenged for when Vlad... Um, Sorry, being revenge for Vlad when Kruger had killed him back at a previous battle at the uh, Svalfasshafen. Uh, so the cru- the crusade was going well for Vlad. Yeah. Uh, and his, voice- his forces were, you know, getting there. But one thing was mm. left in their bloody path. The capital mm. of Altdorf. Yes. The last bastion of the Empire. Yeah, I know. I, was, I thought you'd say that. Yeah. yeah. Now, listen... These guys know how to run a siege on the defending side. I'm just saying, you know, you get, you spend 40 years on these war, you get your army all the way to the capital city to find out they had diverted a freaking river to surround (laughs) the city as a moat. Like the Reich river had been diverted into a moat for the whole city. Uh, they'd done all the harvest. So they had, you know, months, maybe years of food, uh, and the walls were fully manned. Um, But uh, there's one problem. Vlad's a, Vlad's a terrifying vampire with the power of <laughs> necromancy. Uh, and so to sort of show off at the side of the siege, he covered up the sun 
by summoning like storm clouds and then woke every dead body in the plains uh, surrounding Altdorf and then turned zombies into siege engines, like literally towers <laughs> of flesh to, ma- to, you know, climb the walls. Uh, <laughs> and, Amazing. You know, uh, within time, the undead uh, quickly outnumbered the living with, uh, basically, there's no hope. This this city will eventually fall. Again, he's turned into a battle of attrition, which he knows he can win. If he dies, he comes back. If his servants die, they come back. He's got a solid tactic. He's, he's, he's spawn camping outdoor is what he's doing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, in search of divine aid, Grand Theogenist Wilhelm III uh, retreated into the catacombs underneath the cathedral outdoor to pray, uh, whereupon he was visited by a particular character... Manfred von Karstein. Oh. Uh, now, listen. You always got to watch out for family because they're always oh. the ones who'll stab you in the back when you least expect it. Manfred, he's tired of listening to dear old dad. <laughs> you know, he wants to be in charge. Vlad's had his time. Uh, and he, Manfred's not strong enough to beat him in a duel, though. So he instead just tells Wilhelm about the fact that, hey, if you take my dad's ring, he'll be gone for like a hundred years minimum. He'll take time coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get him. Um, and so, with uh, this, with the knowledge being, we just need to get this ring off him somehow, uh, Theogenist Wilhelm set out and crafted an excellent trap to catch one man. Because this is no longer a siege movie. This is a heist movie. <laughs> uh, he needed to catch Felix Mann, the greatest thief of the age. Uh, essentially, they... they Laid a very good trap for him by, uh, do, you know, setting up the ultimate bank heist for him as a challenge. Essentially, you know, you know, just a simple, you know, rob the bank, uh, the the Imperial Counting House in Altdorf in the middle of the Vampire War siege. What what greater challenge could exist for this legendary thief? Uh, and they they got him in the act. They caught him and said, "You've got you've got a choice. You can be hung for your crimes, or." You can just steal this ring from Vlad von Karstein. We won't even want the ring. Mm. You can take that. Let's <laughs> mm, <that's laughs> <way this> up. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? Hey, if you do it, we'll even give you a ton of money. You can move to Araby or Cathay, anywhere you want that's not in the Empire. Start your life over. We won't look for you. Full pardon. Uh, <laughs> is a really good deal. Yep. Um, and Felix accepted and did a ba- essentially a small buddy heist movie uh, with Manfred von Karstein and uh, <laughs> robbed Vlad von Karstein while he was sleeping in his coffin. Uh, <laughs> Vlad was understandably upset about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, he's like, well, they've stolen the one thing I need to ensure I can never lose at all. So I'm just going to use everything I have and essentially began tearing the city to pieces with his undead horde, um, and made his way all the way up to the battlements of Altdorf and confronted the Grand Theogenist in a personal one-on-one duel, you know, this epic Priest of Sigma versus Ancient Vampire battle. Nice. Uh, and right as Vlad was about to finish him off, Wilhelm uh, rugby tackled him off yeah. the edge of the battlement. <laughs> You know, they fell 300 feet to the battlefield below. And the thing about thing about defending against a siege is you put a lot of wooden spikes at the base of the walls to deter, to deter people from walking straight up to the base of the walls. Uh, and so, you know, the fort would have killed Vlad if they hadn't landed directly on a wooden stake. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, you know, so, you've so got convenient. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very convenient. Listen, he's, he's a vampire. 
He's been impaled on a wooden stake. Mm. The corpse of the Pope is on top of him, preventing him getting off the stake. <laughs> uh, he is dead. Uh, yes. His control over the undead army dissolves the remaining vampires, you know, sort of dissolve ties due to infighting. Uh, and the Altdorfers rejoice, for the Yay. first vampire war is finally over. Wait, the first vampire... First vampire war? <laughs> <laughs> there was mm. more? <laughs> <laughs> there were more of these? Dear God. <laughs> That's it. There was more war, as there always yeah. is war. It's like 40k, even back in the old well, world true. as well. Always yes. war. <laughs> and obviously, eventually, the biggest of all wars come. Oh, the yes. End, the end times. So the end times cometh, and the gash mm. brings Vlad back to the dead. Uh, yeah. yeah. Back to the dead. That's a <laughs> sentence. Um, yeah. By promising his ring and Isabella back to him. Uh, and in turn. That's a pretty good deal. He, yeah, you know, two things he loves. He loves his ring and he loves his wife. Loves so his that's wife. fair enough. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> and uh, in turn, he he basically became the Mortark of Shadows. Noted wife guy, Vlad von Kasten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pro-wife My guy. Pro-ring, mm. pro-wife. Loves him. My them. wife. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh. So... So, you know, to go along with his ring, his wife, he now gets a title. He's like I said, he's now the Mortark of Shadows, which is yeah. cool. Um, Still waiting for him to come back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> come back to us, Vlad. Um, so, yeah, became the Mortark of Shadows and straight away went to the aid of the Auric Bastion, uh, which is basically this huge wall in the north of the Empire. Mm. Uh, he, in turn, killed and disguised himself as Commander Rock. Uh, and teamed up with the Nameless, which is basically another Mortark, who I believe actually used to be Constant Drakenfels, I believe, mm. um, to basically form the defences. Like, look, Commander Rock, you're not going to do a good enough job. I'll do it. Going to have to kill yeah. you. Team up with another Mortark. Let's defend this bastion against Chaos. So he next, he decides to, well, he would say try to convince Balthazar Gelt. He actually sort of abducts him, really. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> Balthazar Gelt is the the supreme patriarch of the colleges of magic, uh, and mm. he basically, yeah, what well, tries to convince him, you know, to take up necromancy. Like, come on, come on, Gelt. Come on. You know, you know, you know everything else. Yeah, but... listen, you can do Matt's idea of zombies dipped in gold. Come on, exactly, man. exactly. <laughs> That's what you know. You're on to a, a sure winner there. You know, so yeah. he's, he's just like crafty. Like, it's almost like he dropped, I can imagine him dro like dropping the book, you know, when they do it like, accidentally on mm. purpose. Like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to leave now and while you have a think yeah. about it. Whoops. Oh, oh how no. Did that book, how, did the, how did that book I've there? dropped one of the nine books of Nagash. I'll come get yeah. it later. <laughs> Whoops. I don't need it. I'm going to the toilet. You, 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 you knock yourself out. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so he tries to convince Gelt of uh, of doing that. Uh, who had actually mm. built the bastion itself using a, stro a, um, a scroll given to him by an agent of Neferata, who, and he was mm. actually unknown to him that that had actually happened previously. So he was already on the wrong path to a degree. Yeah. He'd been manipulated yeah. before, uh, so he was hopefully going to be manipulated again. So, as I said, Vlad offered him this book of necromancy, which was the Revelations Necris. Um, mm -hmm. and which he initially shunned, as you'd imagine, like, no, 
No, I'm definitely not tempted. No, I can't eat anymore. Uh, but eventually gave into the temptation, you know, considering the circumstances, um, which he learnt. Uh, it then <laughs> that particular scenario for Gelt sort of finished with him <laughs> becoming Vlad's apprentice in the end, ironically, mm. uh, because basically as he was, you know, obviously he, he started begins uh, learning how to do necromancy, but he was found out when trying to stop an, insass- an assassination on the emperor by a changeling. Uh, so the cat was out of the bag. You know, he'd been studying necromancy. He's like, uh, okay, uh, Vlad, I'm gonna, you're going to have to look after me for a bit. <laughs> um, mm. And the <laughs> the Auric Bastion was eventually ov- overrun by chaos. So with the Bastion down, uh, Crom the Conqueror, oh. definitely nothing to do with Conan the Barbarian, um, Crom <laughs> the Conqueror and his chaos forces were met by Karl Franz himself, the Emperor, mm. uh, with Vlad deciding to try and help him out. Franz didn't know about this. So obviously the plan was at this point for Vlad to help him was to basically make the gash not look so bad compared to chaos. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're not so bad. Uh, uh you know, <laughs> we're the lesser of two evils. So, yeah, and obviously yeah. the, if, if he could then convince Carl Franz that that was the case, it meant he could then try to claim Sylvania for himself later down the line when hopefully they win. Yeah. That was the plan anyway. So, the Battle of Hefengen was the battlefield uh, between the Imperials and Chaos at this point. Uh, but unfortunately for Vlad and Karl Franz, uh, Wallach uh, Harkin, who's the Grand Master of the Blood Dragon Blood Knights, uh, mm-hmm. had decided to pitch their lot in with Corn. Because mm. why not? It's the end times. Things There's get blood. a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Listen, we're it vampires. Happens. We like blood. You're exactly. the god of blood. Come yeah. on, it's natural. <laughs> That's it. It's uh, <clears throat> all high fives at this point. So with Harkin supposedly knocking, you know, Fran, Carl Franz to his doom, uh, the Imperial mm. forces broke and Vlad had no choice to do the same because basically otherwise he'd be the se- seen the same as Harkin, you know, because you think, well, okay, we're un- he's un- they're undead. They're going to think we're traitors as well, so I better run. Uh, but Vlad does kill Harkin. So get some sort of revenge at this point. So yeah. despite the setback, he traveled to Altdorf to help defend against the Glockkin uh, and agreed mm. with the now ruling steward, Kurt Helborg, because again, Karl Franz is, is gone at this point. Uh, and, yeah. if, and basically, if I help defend, you know, Altdorf, uh, I can be the ruler of Sylvania and be officially recognized as part of the empire. Uh, mm. You know, and obviously for Kurt Helborg, he didn't really have a choice but to accept this because, you know, desperate times and all that. So uh, uh, Vlad raises an army of the undead along with his fellow vampires, uh, mm. and they were successful at dealing with the forces of Nurgle thanks to help from some Bretonian support and a returning emperor who has actually now mm-hmm. become the incarnate of Azir. Uh, so basically yes. the incarnates were the, like the, the eight individuals that were tied to the eight winds of magic, basically. Yes. Uh, so he became the Azir one. Uh, I mean, it does get a bit weird because we get sort of taken over by Sigma, but that's a different story. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but he's back. So they they helped defeat the Glockkin, uh, but unfortunately for Vlad, he had to. He ended up sampling some of the blood of Otto Glot as part of their duel. I, I don't know how that happened, but it sounds nasty. Um, and it ends up weakening Vlad because obviously you know mm. Nurgle, not niceness inside him. Uh, but now yeah. with the Emperor back. 
he was actually given a seal of office. Uh, but unfortunately, not Ooh. a rune fang. Uh, a rune oh. fang was one of the 12 yeah, swords. Cool. <laughs> exactly. He, you know, he's a badass sword as well. But yeah, basically, the, the rune fangs were the 12 swords of authority in connection to Sigmar. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't given one, despite Helborg being killed, and therefore there was one going spare. So Vlad was like, oh, I, want, I want my sword. Um, I want to be part of the gang. But unfortunately for Altdorf, it fell. Um, mm. And with his new oath to the Emperor, this obviously naturally came into conflict with his loyalty to Nagash. It's a bit of a you know weird situation. Yeah. And effectively stopped Vlad helping out the Empire in Averheim, where, where basically the Slayer King... Ungrim Ironfist ended up sacrificing himself so the Emperor and others could escape when the city was eventually taken down. So, trying to decide what to do next, Vlad returns to Sylvania to find that his wife, Isabella, has indeed returned, but under the power of Nurgle. So, more chaos vampires, but Nurgle vampires now. Yeah. (laughs) So... But so yeah, so she's under the power of Nurgle rather than the Gash, and she's basically leading an army of demons under manipulation and possession in combination with the Nameless, who has now betrayed Nagash as well. Like I said, the politics are off the chain at this point. You know, there's there's mm. people betraying each other. You got vampires joining chaos. It's yeah, this is the end times. If everyone, you know, it gets it gets very crazy. So at this point, Vlad meets up with Manfred. Uh, Luther Harkin and some of the other vampires to basically recoup uh, after their losses, but end up getting attacked by Isabella and her new uh, demon army, <laughs> and uh, and now a possessed Luther Huss, uh, who's a Sigmarite priest. Um, and you know this combination um, meant the odds were severely against the uh, vampire. So Manfred does as usual; he leaves <laughs> out the back door. I'm not staying around. Harkin is killed by Isabella and Vlad manages to convince Huss to snap out of his trance and helps Vlad escape. So Mm. the next stage of war was an attack on the Black Pyramid of Nagash by Isabella, uh, the demons. And now they've Mm. got the allied forces of the Skaven. Oh, Skaven and Black Pyramids of Nagash. Where have we heard this before? Oh, God, not again. Oh, but, but this was in the past. Uh, my mind is blown. Yeah, but it, it had also happened like a couple times before that as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a recurring so, theme with him. Yeah, and it's great that it's now in AOS as well. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like I said, you got Isabella, you got the demons, you got the Skaven led by Itiklaw, uh, which ended up with the pyramid being destroyed when Nagash retreating to Athol Lauren, which is the, the, mm. the wood of the uh, wood elves. Uh, to join the other incarnates that are already there, like Alarial and such like. So Vlad now joined Ark and the Black as the two main followers of Nagash um, and helped deal with the various plots of Archaon and helps defend the Athol Lauren as well. Mm. But, you know, there's always a sad tale at the end of these stories. You know, Vlad's final days basically come at the Battle of Middenheim uh, when yeah. confronted by his possessed wife, knowing the only oh. thing he you know, he could bring himself to do was to remove his ring, place it on her finger, and throw them both off the battlements onto the stakes below, oh. which, which is quite ironic considering what happened yeah. before. Uh, due to the ring, Isabella would obviously return back to one life with Vlad mm. sacrificing himself for his one true love god that is actually really sad i know (laughs) gentleman to the end 
God, he was. You, Vlad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the style, the fashion, the prestige. Mm-hmm. What was he like? You know. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with a queen. A quote. A quote from Queen Neferata. I fell in love with him the moment I met him. There was something about him, his eyes, the way he carried himself, as if he was something more than human, even when he was still mortal. Uh, So, hey, dude's a looker. He's got what it takes. Uh, Yeah. Walked into a room and a vampire went, oh. (laughs) 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 Yes, he's a master swordsman. He's a skilled general. He's a master magician as well, especially when it comes to necromancy. Uh, he was the image of a noble vampire. He's a towering mm. figure. He has this mane of long hair and piercing eyes. Ooh. And he has this feral charm about him. But he's got this evil temper that quickly turns into a berserk fury if he ever gets thwarted in his endeavours. And at such times, there's only one person who could calm the raging beast without blood being spilled. And that was, of course... His wife, Isabella. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, A lot of of the Sylvanian vampires knew nothing about his origins, as, you know, an ancient Nehekaran, because obviously he kept that pretty secret, along with uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, he'd been dealing with mortals for centuries at that point. He was not the first vampire to be found in the Empire, but before his rise to power, they were mostly solitary he was a true leader. He built an entire empire within the empire uh, uh, <laughs> of the undead. And sort of, essentially, um, he he technically had a legitimate claim to the throne of the empire. He was just doing what came naturally, obviously. Um, the fact that he came so close to achieving his ambition should have been a dire warning to elect accounts. But they forgot the lessons of the First War uh, and fell to bickering once the threat of Vlad had passed. And sort of paving the way for his successors later down the line, mm. uh, who up until the end times continued to assail the Empire. Um, now, <laughs> his style. He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. He wears his full plate armor, his big cloak. He has two key magical items, because that's what's really important in Warhammer Fantasy Battles. <laughs> he has his sword, Blood Drinker. Uh, essentially, whenever something's killed by it, the life energy of it is pulled through the sword to revitalize its master. Uh, he heals when he kills things because he's a mm-hmm. vampire. And he obviously has the Karstein ring. This ancient heirloom of the Twisted House of Sylvania makes any vampire wearing it almost impossible to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, you know, we know as scholars peering through the past that the, the ring is more than just the Karstein ring. You know, it's <laughs> more than this simple household heirloom but uh, hey that's what they thought at the time yeah. uh th- that's really this is this is the makers of the man the important thing is not what he wields like the ring helpful the sword helpful what made vlad von karstein vlad von karstein was his commitment to order his commitment to family his desire to just shum- summon a shit ton of zombies <laughs> <laughs> uh and the fact that he obviously had to be emperor emperor come on was there yeah. any real choice um, yeah, I, I did not know a lot about Vlad before I started researching for this. I'll, I'll be honest. I own mm. his miniature. Actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 I, I bought it cause I'm running Curse of Strahd for D&D and I needed a good, uh, vampire mini. Uh, mm-hmm. he's got a really, really great mini. I just kind of wish I could have found a metal one for a reasonable price. Oh, you got but the fine cast one of you. <laughs> I've got the fine cast one. It's okay. 
the 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 blood drinking sword is a little bent, but that's life, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. No, he's got a really cool mini. Um, yeah, I I knew about the Von Karsteins. I knew like they ruled Sylvania. I knew they were vampires. I did not know his full and twisted history. And man, I really really like him more now. <laughs> this is super fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, and that's that was the, I think the purpose of doing these. It's it's so e you know easy to forget mm. a lot of these characters or maybe well not forget them it's also you may not have known about yeah. it in the first place and i suppose mm. for for most people into the into the fantasy side of the hobby um yeah with aos you know a lot of these you know these characters you may not even be aware of or you hear yeah, about them yeah. you don't know so much about them or all their you know uh, the reasons why they may eventually come back hopefully mm. in vlad's case yes. I, I, you know oh, like you, said, yeah. you said earlier with the soul blight you know because obviously there is a good chance we may see mm. a proper vampire faction at some yeah. point in AOS. Yeah. He would be perfect as a character to bring back, Absolutely. or even even maybe a slight change in him. You know, like I said it in the sense mm. that he's not Vlad von Karstein, but he's like Vladimir or or you know Vashinesh. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, you know um, sort of have like the avatar of Vashinesh or something. You know, you could have you mm. could similar to what we've seen like with the the uh, the Lumineth. You know. Um, yeah and such so it, it'd be quite cool if they i mean obviously if they bring him back happy days to go along with yeah, manfred yeah. and arkin and neferata but he's, yeah he's the mortark of shadows there's more mortarks to come yeah we need the rest of them yeah bring him back <laughs> I, I i truly believe that if they if they have intentions as in they as in gw if mm. they have intentions to 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 do a soul a full soul blight which i think has a higher chance of happening than not Yes. I think, yeah, Vlad has a, a high chance as well of having mm. some capacity, whether it's him yeah. back as he was or, you know, reincarnation of, yeah. of sorts. I mean, I'd even take Isabella coming back. There's that hook mm. in the end time. She's wearing cool. the ring. Nagash is around. No, bring Isabella back. Between her and Nagash, they can probably recreate at least a facsimile of Vlad. Because yeah. that, that, it, it, it is... It is sort of vague and waved around but like neferata and manfred and arcan in age of sigma are most likely not literally the physical manfred and neferata and arcan of the old mm. world they are yeah. nagash's best approximations of them yes because you know right. nagash came through to the uh through to the mortal realms no one else did uh, <laughs> except the other the other gods like but it would be cool, like, Nagash bring, br- continue to bring back favoured servants in some capacity. And, like, you know, with the, with the Black Pyramid book, we played around with that a lot, like, Manfred's, you know, tortured memories and, like, half-remembered truths of the old world versus his lived experience in the mortal realms and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, there, there's lots of interesting, fun things to do there. And, uh, come on, Vlad's really cool. Bring him back. <laughs> what would <laughs> be really Isabella cool too. is... Well, talking about that, what would be really cool is if they brought Isabella back as the main, you know, mm. the main leader of this new vampire faction, but wouldn't it be cool if like the spirit of Vlad yeah. was in, in, a, in a ring? In the ring. Like, yeah. yeah that'd oh, be cool. You could have a really cool model of like Isabella on foot and like, yeah. like a stand walking behind her. This is Jojo's now, uh, <laughs> like a stand, just have this spectral Vlad von Karstein behind her. It's like, Oh no, she doesn't do melee. Like her melee profiles are like spectral sword and spectral claws yeah. and teeth. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah, no, no, it's it's Vlad's spirit defending her in melee yeah. while she focuses on like tactical stuff and magic. That I think would be, be a cool amazing concept. Yeah, it'd, it'd be sort of similar, not quite, but the same similar to like Celeste in the Head of Knights. You know, mm, it's that dual yeah. sort of model. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not saying I don't want. I don't want Isabella on top of Vlad's head. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 but like you said, okay. like it's like a, like a dual model where they mm. you know they count as one war yeah. scroll, and yeah, but they oh, uh, they ha- cool. enhance each other. That would be awesome. Right. Listen to us, Games Workshop. We're predicting it now. This is some good shit we're on here. <laughs> We've been here before. Stop paying so, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, that's been Vlad von Karstein. Hope you've enjoyed it and feel educated by that. So we're going to take uh, a break. And mm-hmm. when we come back, we're going to start talking about start collecting 40K. Oh, God. (laughs) Back soon. (laughs) Right. Welcome back, everyone. We've had our break. We are nourished and watered, ready Mm -hmm. to go through every single start collecting box in Warhammer 40k currently. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. a A few episodes ago, as mentioned earlier, we did it for aos and if you've not heard it mm. why not go back and listen to it uh no yes. only joking um do it if you want um, so <laughs> we yeah, need we... to hit two hundred thousand downloads Hurry yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah so the the purpose of why we did it before uh was like i said to come up with in our opinion what we consider the best uh start collector box for aos and we're going to try to do the same for 40k so oh we'll go through them each uh, <laughs> one by one talk about mm-hmm. what we've you know our opinions on it and then obviously at the end we'll try and think of at least a winner um so what we're trying what we're looking at with these start collecting boxes is you know things like value the, the mm. how cool the models are in the box um yeah with our limited knowledge how they perform on the tabletop um yes you know things like that really it's just as a whole what's you know theme thematic mm. as well and, and that sort of thing really so yeah We'll we'll go through them each one by one and see what where we get to at the end. So there's mm. yeah, I think there's twenty one of them. So quite yeah. a few. Um, obviously some of them will quickly run by, which is like the demons ones, which we covered yeah. in uh, the AOS fun one anyway. So, but we'll still mention them briefly as well. So, mm. right, let us start with the first one, which is start collecting chaos space marines, the space naughty marine. ones. Space Marines. Naughty, naughty, spiky Space Marines. (laughs) Yes, and and that is a good point. There is plenty of spikes in this uh, Star Collecting (laughs) box. So this is one Mm. of the newer Star Collecting boxes, uh, and as in actually the models themselves are relatively new in the grand scheme of things. So you get a Master of Possession, you get a Venom Crawler, you get two Obliterators, two Greater Possessed, and ten Chaos Space Marines. Uh, yes. which is lovely. That is a yeah. lovely collection of models yes. in one box. Yes. Um, they are push-fit style, like monopose, because this is the chaos half of the Shadow Sphere box set. Yes. But that's right. they're really cool. And it contains... Uh, oh, brain maths. Four units, six models, which you can't get elsewhere... Uh, which is the Master of Possessions, the Two Greater Possessed, the Two Obliterators, and the Venom Crawler are all unique to this box. 
Um, yeah. And if you want to do a more possessed, demons-y focused Chaos Space Marine Army, uh, those units are pretty good. Yeah. They're what you want. <laughs> yeah. It, this, I, I'm a, I know this is the first one we're talking about, but this is a, a, hmm. a contender already. Oh, yeah. It's, because, you, you, like you said, it's, okay, it's push fit or, you know, the easy to build type thing, but they actually mm. go together very well because I own this kit and I've built most yes. of it. And that it's a good, it's a very good fit, not the awkward, mm. uh, easy to build ones. And like you said, you're getting a good selection of models. The master of possession is a good, is a cool looking model. It's good in the right type of army, but you could easily convert it into a chaos sorcerer, you know, or a chaos mm. Lord. If you wanted to, yeah. uh, chaos space Marines are obviously handy in any, you know, Chaos Space Marine Army. Yes, okay, you're a bit limited with the kit in the sense of what you can load them out with because you're getting uh, like bolt pistols and chainsaws and then you're getting some bolters, you know. So, but mm. you've got enough to sort of do at least two combat squads if you wanted like a close combat yeah. one uh, and one obviously with mainly with bolters. So you've got that. Mm. The Obliterators are one of the best Chaos Space Marine units. And like you said, yeah. this is the only place for you to get them and you get two of them. Uh, you know, uh, and obviously getting a couple of boxes is not a bad thing because again, you could then run you know uh, two units of two or a unit of three. Great uh, mm. possessed are okay, but again, it's the only place you can get them. And venom crawlers uh, are not bad either, and they're a really cool yeah. looking model as well. So yeah, yeah I I think if you're yeah, hundred percent, if you're starting care space marines, it'd be silly not to get this box. I think you could mm. you can get a lot mm. of value and a lot of options. Out of this box. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Right. Okay, what's next, Cameron? Uh, are we including the ones with the books in them? or No, because they're just the... Show? Okay. Yeah. Scrolling past all the ones with the books. Uh, we get to start collecting Gene Steeler Colts. Okay, right. You get, you're get diff- you're, you're in a different order. I'm in a different so. order, apparently. <laughs> um, yay. Uh, so this is, this is uh, Mining, mining uh, Rebellion Galore. Uh, this one includes one Acolyte Icon Ward, five Acolyte Hybrids, ten Neophyte Hybrids, and one Achilles Ridge Runner. Mm. Um, in terms of points, this is not a highly valuable box, but okay. it's got some pretty cool models in it. Um, first of all, it has the Ridge Runner, which is like one of my favorite 40k vehicles. Yeah, um, I'd go with that. <laughs> it is super cool looking. Um, I've not seen a lot of it in battle reports or heard a lot about it in like theoretical list building, but I assume it is all right. <laughs> it's not awful. Um, you have the, what are they, the, um, the acolyte hybrids are a key, uh, gene seal occults unit because they are your big melee punch. Uh, you load them up with rock saws and you, uh, deep strike them in and they shred things up. Uh, neophyte hybrids are your, your bread and butter troops. Pretty cool. And an Acolyte Icon Ward is an interesting choice because it's not a HQ character. Okay. It's an Elites character. Ah, uh, uh, okay. There. So this is this is not technically like a patrol in a box like a lot of these tend to be. This is like mm. most most of a patrol in a box you need to add like a, a Patriarch or a Magus or something to round it out into a little starting force. But also, uh, as I said, this is not very points heavy as opposed to the Chaos Space Marine one, which is like... <laughs> closing in on a 500 point army on its own. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I, I think this one comes up to like a couple of hundred points, maybe. Okay. It, it's the, These guys are pretty cheap. Uh, but as someone who has some of these models, 
they're really cool models and they're really mm. useful for a lot of things. So if you're if you're not going Gene Steel Cult specifically, but you want to run uh, a converted Imperial Guard regiment or uh, make up your own Necromunda gang or something like that, these models are so good for that. Yeah, um, I can imagine. They're they're really fun ones. Uh, the the Neophyte hybrids are just a really good human kit. Like their little their little mining suits make really good like exploration suits or space yeah. suits or really anything yeah. you want to do, yeah. Um, and like like I said, the Ridge Runner is one of my favorite vehicles in 40k. <laughs> it's it's just so it's a little mining cart with a laser strapped onto it or an auto cannon strapped onto it, depending what you load it out with. Like it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I'd I'd echo those thoughts. I mean, unfortunately, I'd, my knowledge of Gene Steer cults on the tabletop is next to none. I, it's not an army mm. I've ever really paid much attention to. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't know how good the units are. But uh, you're right. You know, it's a nice range because, again, they're all very newish models and you get in a nice mix as well. It's always cool. I always mm. like it when you get a vehicle in there as well. Yeah. You know, and it's one of yeah. the cooler ones. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, in regards to the patrol thing, obviously, yeah, in a, it'd be cool if you get a box and you get a patrol. But reality is, start collecting is just the start <laughs> clues in the title yeah. so you oh, know, yeah. you're always gonna have to get extra <laughs> stuff realistically as well but if it, if mm. you know i think to me the strength of a start collecting box you know purely from a, a model's perspective is if you're getting a lot of the units you're going to want to run especially if you want to run multiple of them then you know mm. being able to get multiple start collecting boxes you know is always a win yeah. for me really so yeah yeah very cool box though definitely mm. um mm. Right, do you want to tell me if you we'll go in your order because I can okay. just bounce yeah. around, so it's probably easier. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, then next on the list, we've got start collecting Tao Empire. Okay. Uh, yep. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what are we getting in this one? Uh, so right. So we're getting the ethereal on hover drone. We're getting the three uh, XV8 crisis battle suits and a ten man fire warriors team, including two drones and a DS8 support turret. Uh, Again, really mm. cool, really cool set actually. This one for yeah. various reasons. Obviously, um, the ethereal is not a bad unit, but you a lot mm. of people convert them, especially into yeah. a uh, what's it, a firebade cadre. I think is the yeah. unit they often yeah. convert them to. Um, the crisis suits, are, you know, bread and butter for Tau yes. as well. You know, they're iconic, yeah. and this is actually one of the cheaper ways to get them because obviously, if you want to buy them separately. They're almost the price of the start collecting box. So this yes. is the best place to get crisis suits. And obviously since they got their um, psychic awakening uh, uh, update mm. a while ago, crisis suits are sort of back, back on the menu boys. And, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, you get them out. Obviously the only snag is you don't often get the, all the, the, uh, the weapons you want. And often you have to, you know, trawl 3d printed sites and ebay from but you know it's yeah just a, it is a, a nice meaty unit to get and then like mm. i said fire warriors obviously form the base of your uh, troops as well so yeah yeah, yeah. as a whole um, it's very solid and it's filled with freaking drones like <laughs> um I love them so, so the fire warriors come with two drones and a turret now you mentioned the crisis suits the Remember the crisis suits box also comes with six drones. Yes, that too. Yeah. So there are there are eight drones total in this box, plus a turret, then ten fire warriors, and an ethereal, and three crisis suits. Like, yeah, uh, I think this gives a good feel for like the three aspects of a Tau army. Like you have yeah. the foot troops, which are yep. going to be your fire warriors and your pathfinders. You've got yep. the battle suits, which are the crisis suits in this case, and you've got the drones, which 
you know, there are some tower lists that are like, I've got two battle suits and then a hundred-ish drones, and that's my entire <laughs> yeah. list. Yeah. Like, I, I, I saw one of those being played once. It was confusing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, again, it's a, it's a good, it's a good start collecting box because you, there's, you've got a lot of utility out of everything in that box because, mm. like I said, you're going to need things like fire warriors as your troops, crisis suits are cool either if you take a small bunch of them or some people take large amounts of them and that's cool yeah that's lots of lots of mech suits that's amazing yeah. and like i said you're always going to need drones and the ethereal is just you know the icing on the top either keep it as it is or turn it into mm. a, a fire blade cadre to go with your fire warriors so yeah uh again yeah. as a whole it's a very solid choice that one i think yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, it's nice tower look cool what else can i say <laughs> all right, right. Well, uh next? moving on start collecting thousand suns yes. this one's really interesting because mm. this one includes a named character yeah uh it it your hq for this box is Araman on a disc of zinch <laughs> uh you also get 10 zangors 10 rubik marines and two zangor upgrade packs uh, yes. which let you give your Zangars, Zangors chainsaws and auto pistols instead of their fantasy swords, if you so yes. desire. Apparently the fantasy swords are better, though. So uh, Yes, yeah. that's why I'm so, aware of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, is pretty good, honestly. Araman is something you want if you're running Thousand Suns. You're probably going to have either Araman or Magnus or both. Like, Araman's really good. Yeah. He's really good. Really, um, really good. He's really good on a disc. Because it means things like Vindicare Assassins don't wound him on two pluses because he's not an <laughs> infantry character all of a sudden, all that kind of weird stuff. Um, Rubik Marines, they are solid. We have not heard if they're getting two wounds. Presumably they are, but they, they might are. not because they're dust. But the thing is, they're already almost as tough as Plague Marines. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, uh, assuming that rubrics are getting two wounds, they're going to be even tougher. They are a strong, solid unit. Uh, and then the fun thing about Thousand Suns is your, your cultist chaff infantry kind of thing, which is the Zangles are actually quite good. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I've seen them show up in a ton of battle reports. Uh, mm -hmm. you essentially just run them in a big blob and they will destroy things if they get into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no you're yeah. right and uh, i've seen that as well and it, it yeah again for thousand sons i think this is a bit of a no-brainer box initially mm. um because like i said you're going to want araman you're going to want some rubrics because they again they got some really cool bits in psychic awakening from memory and then like i said zangors yeah. are a nice to have they're not essential but like you said they're good to have as a big blob i've seen like i said units of 30 you know cause a lot of problems mm. on the tabletop yeah. as well uh like you said you're going to probably want to run them as blades because they're better uh but mm. it's one of those boxes where because obviously you, again you look you know we start collecting you are good, like going to naturally look at right do i want multiple of these is that going to be beneficial yeah. to me and i still think it is because obviously i know you've got araman mm. who's obviously going to make it difficult because you're like well you're not going to need more than one of him but then you can sell him you can convert well, him into a, yeah. an exalted sorcerer yeah, you know, give him a different uh, head, change exactly. He could be, you know, you could do a few things with him. Obviously, having multiple rubrics, having multiple Zangors is great. Mm. Uh, obviously, if you collect Zinch and AOS, having some more Zangors is yes. happy days yeah. as well. Um, yeah, you can if you play it right, and especially if you do the Zinch in both, that this could have a lot of 
utility for you. Again, uh, going mm. back to the Sangors, because you're probably going to want them with blades for both 40k and obviously definitely for AOS. Um, you can yeah. sell sell the upgrade sprues as well. So you know you could you could play it quite well if you got multiple of these. Mm. And I think as an overall, yeah. it's a good yeah. sampling of of a thousand suns really and it's quite a new one isn't it it's one that it was actually yeah, relatively yeah. not the models but the uh the kit yes. itself the the box yeah. i should say yeah I've, I've never looked at the rubric marine spruce before what a nice set of really well organized spruce mm, yeah yeah remind exactly, me yeah. like the of the mark three armor kit it's just like this is the sprue with all the torsos and all the shoulder pads this is the sprue with all the weapons and backpacks and this is the sprue with all the legs yeah, it's really—it's actually it. very calming to look at after the mess that is like the plague marine sprue that I've stared <laughs> yeah. at three times. Yeah, now. I know, I know. <laughs> I totally agree with that one. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep it moving. Then uh, we'll go on to start collecting tyranids. Okay. Yay. Um, this is a pretty cool box. Uh, you get, uh, you get a brood lord, eight gene stealers, and a trigon. Uh, which can also be assembled as a Morlock, obviously. Um, now, Gene Steel models, they're kind of old. I'll give yeah. them that. Uh, they were some of my first models coming to the hobby, and they weren't young then, either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, not super young. They were relatively new then. Um, I've worked with the kit. It's got terrible mold lines. Goes together a little crummily sometimes. It's very monopose. But <laughs> no one will ever tell you that Gene Stealers are a bad unit to take in the game. That's right. No one will tell you that Gene Steelers are a bad unit taking the game with a Broodlord giving them plus one to hit. And no one will tell you Gene Steelers are a bad unit taking the game with a Broodlord giving them plus one to hit and a Trigon letting them deep strike halfway up the board. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is one of those boxes that feels like super synergistic, essentially, yes. because yeah, it does. You've yeah. got you've got a HQ that works directly with the troops in the box, and then you've got a monster slash vehicle, there's a monster in this case, that works well with the things in the box as well. Uh, I think, technically, you can only deep strike one unit with the Trigon, but the Broodlord's fast enough, he can be halfway up the board by that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and as far as the game goes, the Broodlord is an absolute monster. With him, the Gene Stealers, who are already absolute monsters, become even more absolute monsters. Um... They're a little held back because it's an old kit, so there's only eight True. in a box instead of a nice, you know, even ten, because really you want them to like units of 20 for maximum swarming and getting bonus attacks and stuff. <laughs> um, but hey, they're not bad. Uh, and the Trigon will just eat things because it's got those big, nasty talons. Uh, it's got, it can actually get, um, if you run it as a Trigon Prime, it can have synapse and it can have a decent mm. shooting weapon as well. Um, like, again, it's one of those models that's pretty customizable. If you want to do, uh, more shenanigans, make a Morlock, I guess. But, like, this is a pretty decent box. It doesn't hit big numbers in terms of models, but it's models that you probably want if you're doing Tyranids. Yeah, I, I, I think it, this always feels like it's a one shot start collecting box. I yeah. get one of these because you're going to want Gene Steelers. Mm. They're a very good unit for Tyranids. You're going to want a Broodlord. And it's nice having the Trigon, which I think you can turn into a Trigon mm. Prime as well quite yes. easily or yeah. say it's one. So you're going to want probably at least one of these, but then that's when you get sort of, I would argue, diminishing returns. If you wanted more of these, yeah. you're probably going to get yeah. one of these and then start buying just separate boxes of gene stealers mm. just to pad yeah. them out and obviously other cool units you want so yeah you wouldn't really probably run multiple of these which no, you know no. which is a, 
fine. You know, that's not always yeah. the case with every start collecting box. But yeah, like you mm-hmm. said, it's very, very thematic. Uh, it all runs well together. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think if you're starting Tyranids, you're going to at least get one of these and then, you know, branch yeah. out from yeah. there, I think. Exactly. It's not bad. Yeah. Quite like yeah. it. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Welcome to the least valuable star collecting box in the 40k range. It's star collecting Astra Militarum. Are you ready for about 120 points in a box? <laughs> <laughs> Something nonsensical like that. Um, you have a commissar. You've got a Cadian infantry squad with a heavy weapon team, and you've got a Lehman Russ. <laughs> it is uh, point for point. This is probably the least valuable box on the line. But I'll tell you what. Mm. I like Lehman Russes, and I yeah. like Commissars, mm-hmm. and I like Cadian Infantry. Uh, they model wise, lots of very old models, uh, except for mm. the Commissar, who is comparatively recent. But if you're doing the Imperial Guard, you could probably buy five or six of this star collection, yeah. and it <laughs> yeah, would be worth it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you, you buy six of this, you've got 60 infantrymen, you've got six Lehman Russes, which you can kit out different ways to get around the rule of three. Uh, six commissars, you probably don't need. Uh, you probably only need one or two, but you, you can sell the others or you can convert them into company commanders or whatever. Uh, and heavy weapon teams are always welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, it's not flashy, but it is a fill out your army with, you know, three to however many of these boxes box. So yeah. it's functional in a different way. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. I get that. Yeah, it's it's almost like the opposite of the Tyranids one we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Where you like said you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want as many of these as possible. Uh, yeah, it's an odd one, really. I mean, it's a balanced one in the sense you're getting a commissar, which is a cool, iconic guard. You mm. know, HQ. Obviously, you're gonna need your your uh, your Acadians, and then obviously Lehman. It's cool again. You know, one of your your mm. staple tanks which obviously uh you're going to want to run as guard so i mean i i don't acknowledge this start collecting box because it's imperial guard so it's I'm, yeah i'm, I'm no, just looking no, at no, a blank page i'm just going on what you're telling me um <laughs> all the camouflage they're wearing yeah where are they that's fine i don't want to see them anyway god uh no i'm only joking yeah. um so no it, it, yeah it's a shame that it does suffer from you know the older kits the commissar like you said looks a bit fresher so it's not bad i mean to be fair the lehman russ does hold up well because it's mm. a tank you know it's, it's more the cadians that uh sort of stand yeah. out a bit more but they're not terrible you know there is worse they're not terrible yeah uh, sort of kits yeah. really but yeah it, I, I, it sort of slightly helps this it's one of the cheaper start collecting boxes it's yes. 55 rather than 60 but yeah, yeah it's it could be better value true. potentially yeah, you're you're getting less than a do- uh, point per dollar. I'm pretty sure out of that box. Probably, yeah. <laughs> in terms of it, in terms in Australian dollars, it's 150 dollars. It's probably like 130 something points off the top of my head. Although yeah. ninth is made things more expensive, so mm. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right, moving on swiftly. On uh, start collecting orcs, 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 orcs. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, this one's fun. This one's temporarily out of stock online, uh, so okay. I'm assuming it's popular yeah. uh, here in Australia. Uh, so you get yourself a pain boy. You get five knobs and an ammo runt, uh, 11 boys, one of which is a knob, and one death dread. Mm. Um, it's pretty nice. Uh, the pain boy, again, not technically an HQ. Again, using an elite character fill-out box, they don't... It's really the only 
plastic orc character aside from um the one war boss that comes in that weird box actually oh yes yeah 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 so i guess that's why that's in here but orc boys good you're gonna want lots of them orc knobs (laughs) pretty decent like them death dread super cool kit if yeah. you're planning to build a build a more mecha- mechanized orc force, you want an absolute ton of these. And honestly, it's a really good looking model. Like, yeah. I love how the Death Dread looks. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a nice kit actually. Overall, I, again, mm. I know it suffers slightly by some of the older models, but that's that's all works mm. in general at the moment. That's a slightly yeah, different well, subject. Yeah. But yeah, it's. A, I mean, obviously, as someone that's been looking at orcs recently for. My wife as yeah. as part of the hobby side of things. Uh, I've, I haven't got this, but I've I've looked at it, and yeah, it's it's cool actually because you've got you have got a decent amount of variety. Obviously, a pain boy is mm. uh, something you could again convert into something else if you if you wanted. If you've got multiple, like you said, you're going to want to mm. get multiple of this box. Obviously, you know, hundred percent need lots of boys. Uh, the knobs yeah. are handy in the sense that again, you know, with the right things, you could turn them into like tank busters and looters yeah you know they're a good base that if you feel like well i don't want to run loads of knobs up but i want to turn them into you know similar type units and they come with a ton of bits (laughs) exactly oh yeah well which is you know bread and butter for orcs as Mm. well you know you want as many as you as you possibly (laughs) can so i think again with the death dread i love it i love it it's one of my favorite orc kits actually it's so good and like i said if you're going to get multiple um because i've seen army lists where people are running you know lots of these death dreads and just for Mm. orc shenanigans uh yeah i i think yeah you could do a lot worse than this start collecting box it's not bad at all yeah it's not bad at all um Mm. all right now here's one collecting box we've already covered uh start collecting demons of corn Okay, uh, okay. So once again, ten blood letters, three skull crushers, and a uh, herald on a blood throne. Um, I feel this is maybe slightly better in 40k than AOS, if only because I've seen blood letters taken more in 40k than in AOS. Um, yeah, yeah, blood letter bombs <laughs> and all that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's no model version of corn. I mean, there's world eaters, but it's not quite the same as corn models in Age of Sigma. To sort of <laughs> no. out outshine the demon side of thing. Um, still not really seen skull crushers. Still not really seen blood thrones in 40k. Same. Um, comments on the models remain. Blood letter heads can go to hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad if you want to do corn. If you want to do like corn summoning. It's not bad. Um, if you want yeah. to do, like a calm demon patrol to add onto your chaos space marine, something sure. But like, um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we we sort of commented it about it the same in when we mm-hmm. were talking about the AOS uh, version of it, in the sense yeah. that it's an it's not the best kit, a best box, I should say, in general. I think I'd actually argue probably forty k. It's probably even less valuable really because to be honest you're only really wanting the blood letters so you might as well Mm. just buy separate kits of blood letters really um and i mean from what i've seen in ninth edition uh, just purely what i've seen on the net and battle reports Mm. demons are a funny one because obviously they've always been arguably one of the underpowered factions but they're doing Mm. really well at the moment but i think it's when you get your big monsters you know your keepers of secrets and things like that really so obviously they have a place and obviously if you're running uh blood letters as part of a you know a bigger demon force you're going to want you know Mm. potentially want them from this but i don't 
you I can't see people buying multiple of these to yeah you know, to flesh yeah. it out really I think I, I still think this is actually one of the poorest start collecting boxes yeah. on both AOS and 4K. Yeah, it's, it's not, not that great not at all. Great. What it should be is it should just be a bloodthirster and ten bloodletters. That that'd be much be better. <laughs> that'd be bargain. Much better. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Hell, just a bloodthirster. Start collecting corn. Here's a bloodthirster. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. We keep we keep the the, the demon train rolling. It's start collecting demons of Nurgle. Uh, I mentioned this in our last roundup for Age of Sigma collecting boxes. This is a pretty decent box for uh, mm. 40k. If you yep. want to run a Nurgle Demons detachment for those sweet, sweet, very tough objective holders, this is basically the box for you. The Plague Drones, you keep them for bits, you make Demon Princes or you sell them. Yep. But Poxbringer, great. Plus one strength to the Plague Bearers, love it. Able to cast uh, minus one to hit power, love it. Nurglings, able to deploy forward on objectives, love it. Plague Bearers, walking around with a 5-up invuln and 5-plus feel no pain and decent toughness uh, and the ability to regen if they uh, roll well on morale, awesome. Um, honestly, like, a, a decent go at a Noble Demons list would be buy three of these and a great unclean one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get 30 Plague Bearers, get, you know, 9 Nurglings, um... Two pox bringers, maybe convert the convert a couple of them to the other plague bearer characters because yeah. you know they're just pox bringers with different loadouts basically. Uh, again, don't know what you want to do with the plague drones in 40k, but um, they yeah. might be good. I don't know what yeah, they like in 40k. I've never seen them. <laughs> no, nor have I. Again, I think like you said, it they'll be part of the Nurgle bits box that mm. <laughs> that, that. Oh yeah, they're, they're they always great sell for, them. Yeah. Great stuff, yeah. Yeah. Always I, I, I haven't really got anything else to add to what you've said, mm. to be honest. I think it is actually yeah. a really solid one for 40k, especially the Nurglings mm. and the uh, and the Plague Bearers. So, yeah, I think it's out, it's out of the, out of the uh, other ones, the other demon ones, like Corn one yeah. we just spoke about. They're sort of night and day, really. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, keep it moving. Uh, we're getting even cheaper on the Australian side of things. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> on the British side of things. I don't know if there's any £50 star collecting boxes. I don't uh, know. Um, I don't know, actually. Oh, there is. Yeah, we, there is. There is? Okay, walls. yeah. Yeah, because we're here with star collecting Militarum Tempestus. Ah. Um, uh, hey, this is another one of those, uh, hey, you want to build a Tempestus Scions army? You do? Cool, buy three of these. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's a Tempestus Science box, which is ten Tempestus Science or five Tempestus Science and a Tempestus Command Squad and a Tempestal Prime. Um, it is a Torox and a Lord Commissar. Uh, so you've got your basic infantry squad for Scions. You've got your basic very, very, very shooty transport for Scions. Yeah. I'm surprised by how many guns they fit on those Toroxes. <laughs> And like a, a buff slash melee deterrent character in the form of the Commissar. Again, you don't really need him. The box's no. value comes from the Scions and the Torox, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to run a Scions army, do your do your special forces drop in pew pew pew. Um, these are the, this is the box for you. You're gonna love this box. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. Scions kits are really nice as well. Mm. Honestly. Yeah. I. I they're, they're yeah. I, I. I mean, I, I haven't used them, but 
there, as someone that, that that dislikes Imperial Guard, I I actually like these. I think these are actually the mm. cool part of Imperial Guard. I must admit, and I think I mentioned this in the last time we did start collecting boxes. I always forget this one exists. It's the one that <laughs> I just even even when I was with the guys at Warhammer World last yeah. time, like and they were talking about, it, I'm like, oh god, they do have a start collecting box. It's just so yeah. it goes under they're the so radar. Stealthy. This one, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're dropping quite, they're dropping into unknown territory. <laughs> exactly, quite appropriate. Uh, it's actually uh, sort of price wise, it's one of the it's the the expensive kind over here, sixty pounds. Mm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it, it is the cheapest one over here at only one hundred and forty. Oh, weird, isn't it? Oh, fair yeah, enough. that's okay. very weird. We, yeah. <laughs> we obviously value them more over here. <laughs> yeah, they're just not selling in Australia. They're like, huh, we got to yeah. price them right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, hey, listen, I'll tell you what is selling in Australia. Apparently, what's that? <laughs> Start collecting demons of Slanesh. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, apparently is. I mean. It's probably sold out for Age of Sigma, not 40k. Yeah. Uh, as we discussed. Well, no, I, I, no, I, I think no, I think you, could, I think it could be 40k because from what yeah. I've seen, I've seen quite a few bat reps recently with with Slash. Mm. Um, okay. They're not, they're not that bad actually in 40k. Again, they're obviously a very glass cannon army, but mm. yeah, mm. I've seen them run more often than I thought I would because you've got strong units like. Uh, you can have Exalted Keeper of Secrets. You've got Celeste, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the um, Contorted Epitome. They've, it's their their HQs are very solid in demons mm. uh, compared to some of the other demons of the other Chaos Gods. So that's yeah. probably what I, you know, it's actually in a weird way. If you, you know, if you, to me anyway, if you wanted to run um, both, you know, one army in both 40k and AOS, Sinesh mm. would actually be probably or maybe maybe nurgle but i think sinesh would actually would probably be the top pick as in obviously yeah. we know how yeah, strong they are in in aos but even in 40k mm. they're not terrible even as a mono yeah, yeah. demon army oh yeah no i i one of my very few games of eighth edition was against the slanesh army and i was very surprised by the turn one charge yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, they're not bad at all in 40k. Uh, I'll admit, most of what I've seen from Slanesh in 40k is mostly Keepers of Secrets while Demonettes sit around at objectives. But Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like I said, like we said last time, not a bad box. Pretty no. decent. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> let's let's get let's keep on with a uh, speedy murder close combat. It's start collecting Drukari. Um, <laughs> this one is. Uh, Again, it's interesting because of how Drukari as an army are laid out. Because, you know, they've got the three groups, basically. And this is yep. Star Collecting Drukari. It should probably really be called Star Collecting Witches. Because mm. uh, you've got a succubus, you've got ten witches, three reaver jet bikes, and a venom. Um, which is, like, for the... It's pretty good to fill out um, the a witch patrol, essentially. A, a gladiatorial... I forget what the name of... Cause you've got the Cabals... Covens warriors, you've got the covens of the homunculi. Yeah, what are the, and then yes, yeah, the cabals, and it? it's the yeah the cabals of the and their cabals, witches and co- covens. Yeah, it? covens, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah which which somethings. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is this is this box is actually really focused towards that one of three aspects of Drukari, uh, which is the run into close combat, murder everything aspect, as opposed to run into mid range, shoot everything, or run into objective and stand on it, uh, for Cabal and, uh, Homunculi, respectively. Um, if you want to run, uh, that kind of Drukari army, this is not a bad start. Like, uh, you got 
bunch of witches. Cool, they're good, they're good close combat troops. You've got Succubus, who is a pretty good melee character, uh, from everything I've heard. Yep. Uh, you got a Venom, if you want to split them up into two squads of five witches and just have one sort of zoom forward to wreak mayhem. Uh, yeah. and the Reaver jet bikes are your fast sort of melee-ish aspect. Honestly, the thing, the selling point for the Reaver jet bikes for me is they are the sing- single coolest bike set in 40k. Best helmet like, as well. Best helmet. Oh it's man. Awesome. It is so good. Like, um, yeah, no. Reaver jet bikes for me are like the, the top tier of bike in mm. 40k in terms of appearance. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I've, I've many times considered getting some. Um, <laughs> again, no idea if they're any good in the game. They got guns on them and lots of blades, so I assume they're at least decent. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think what I think I was going to say is what I under, from what I understand of Jukari that that this is a sort of box that's more you love the models rather than trying to do well uh, on the tabletop. Yeah. As in, I think. Again, this could be wrong, so I'm a bit out of date with Jakari, but I always remember in 8 mm. that Cabals were generally the way that people run them. Mm. That's, you know, the best of the sub-factions, whereas the Witches, you know, not bad, but weren't the, the main one that you want to run. So this yeah. is, a, you know, again, this is more, I love these models, I want to run Witches, <laughs> uh, which is totally, you know, totally cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not everything uh, is meta. So Yeah, uh, it's just a little sad because you know how they upload the community photos? Yeah. The only community photo is a warrior with a blaster. Yeah, that's a Kabbalite warrior, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, not, e- <laughs> not even sad. in the box. <laughs> but that's what you want. Yeah. Exactly, and I think as a kit, it looks awesome. As a box, oh, as yeah. you say, it's yeah. yeah, it's an awesome look. At, like all the units in there, mm. I think aesthetically are, are, are awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. this is a super thematic box as opposed yeah. to a super meta build your army box. Yeah, which exactly. Hey, they can't all be. They can't all be uh, top tiers. No, no <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to start collecting blood angels temporarily mm. out of stock. People loving mm. Sans Sans the Sanguinius. Oh boy, mm. there goes my voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you get. Oh dear. Oh dear. You get yourself a ten-man blood angels tactical squad, a blood angels terminator captain, and a Baal predator. Mm. Um, I'm not. 100% of the value of this. The value has gone up. All those tactical marines are two wounds now. Yeah. Um, they're pretty good. Uh, and it comes with the Blood Angels upgrade kit, which I think is one of the nicest, uh, firstborn marine looking upgrade kits. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love, I love the, I love the little, uh, the abs chest armor. Yeah. I love uh, that. <laughs> that it comes with is yeah. super cool. Um, the Bile Predator, I have no idea if it's any good, um, compared to more modern tanks, but it looks cool. Mm-hmm. You know, Twin gat, uh, twin, uh, assault cannons, there's the word. The brain's been ruined by onslaught heavy Gatling cannons. Um, <laughs> twin assault clan- cannons or the twin inferno cannons is always fun. Uh, Terminator captain, hey, he's got a thunder hammer. That means he's good as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we know what that's, that. Yeah. Um, this, this is one of those boxes where it's like, here's a collection of Blood Angels models that don't work all that well together, but they mm. look cool. Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it, it's it's an it's a it's in a funny place this kit because, like you said, mm. its value on the tabletop has gone up, like you just said, because of those tactical marines now get getting two wounds. Uh, but I, I don't. I again, I think this is more a thematic box over 
tabletop mm. because again, I think if you're a Blood, Blood Angels player, you're going to be running a lot of primary stuff. You can, and if it's firstborn, yeah. you're going to be pretty much running uh, Death Company and and Sanguinary yes. Guard and things like that. So again, this oh, is God. I think this is not a, I think <laughs> this is not really a start collecting box. This is no. more of a uh, you want something in addition to what you've already got as in you've got a lot of the primary stuff a lot of the units i've just yeah. mentioned and you're yeah. like you know what some tactical marines would be fun to mix it up or yeah. you know what bile predator you know uh, mm. i don't you know i don't mm. think they're ma- amazing but they could they look cool and i want it to round yeah. off my really cool collection of blood angels and again the, mm. the, the terminator captain again is probably not high up on the agenda because obviously a lot of other people take the other types of captains but you know, it's a cool model. You could mix it up. You could convert it. Uh, so I don't think it's a bad kit. It's just, no. I don't think it's actually a start collecting box <laughs> in no. a weird yeah. way. Well, continue on with uh, variants of Space Marines. It's start <laughs> collecting Space Wolves. Ooh. Right. Um, uh, okay. Is this yeah, the, older one? So the older one? You mean? The older one, yes. Yeah. Uh, the one with Firstborns. Uh, you have yeah. three Thunder Wolves, a Space Marine Commander, and a 10-man Space Wolves pack, which is mm. either uh, Grey Hunters or Blood Claws, I believe, yeah. is what can be built with that. That's right. Um, You want Thunder Wolves, is mm. what I know about Space Wolves. I'm not so sure about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the, the, again, this is not actually a bad kit, actually, because, I mean, over here, it's actually one of the cheaper ones. It's, this is the 50-quid mm. yeah. start collecting box over here, and... Yeah, like you just said, Thunderwolves are looking really nice in ninth, and there's always a place now for your Space Wolves pack as well. Obviously, I know a lot of people yeah. are probably going to be running your Assault Intercessors and things like that now, but I still think they have their place because, like you said, you can make them Blood Cores or Grey Hunters. Um, mm. You know, so again, I think uh, overall it's not a bad value, and obviously the Commander, you know, can be whatever yeah. you want it to be. Really, yeah. you just make it uh, you could easily. Kit. Yeah, he could. It'll be the foundation of a smash captain potentially. Mm, so, mm. yeah, I think if it was higher priced, you'd be a bit. It'd be a bit debatable on it. But I actually, I yeah. think at its price, it's not a bad shout. Actually, yeah. you know, yeah. I think you could get some utility out of it. And again, mm. thematically, obviously, it's it's fantastic for space wars. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. The kit still wanting, hold yeah. really well. Yeah, if you're wanting to do a firstborn space wars army. Mm. This is what you want because, yeah. like, hundred percent. Essentially, if you're not taking intercessors, you're going to be taking great hunters and blood claws. So, yeah, like, this is this is firm for like the firstborn style. If yeah. you're running more Primaris heavy, but want Thunderwolves, maybe just buy Thunderwolves. Yeah, um, add them to Primaris. Yeah. Oh, I, I, what also you could do, which is similar to what I did when I was working on some space wolves, is you can use the 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 uh, space wolves pack because again it's a bit like a lot of the other kits mm. where it's got lots of extra wolfy gubbins with yeah, it. You, yeah, it's good to pr- if you, if you okay you don't want lots of firstborn but you want to you know wolf up your primaris. This kit's very mm. good. You can nick a lot of the heads, a lot of the yeah, the, you know yeah. the wolf pelts. Uh, you could also use them as a foundation for long fangs because obviously long fangs as a mm-hmm. kit doesn't technically exist. You got buy a devastator box but if you want yes. them to look a bit more space wolfy combine them with a a wolf pack for example mm. so yeah it's got a view, quite a bit of utility with this box actually. yeah 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 it's not bad 
Um, let's let's keep moving with firstborns. It's start collecting space marines. Space marines. Um, so here you get a Terminator captain, a ten man tactical squad, and a venerable dreadnought. Um, honestly, if you want to do a firstborn army, they've gotten that bit of a boost. You probably want this. This is not mm. bad. Like, yeah, yeah. Terminator captain is a bit tougher. Um, he's still giving you all the captain buffs. Tactical marines are tactical marines. They're they're intercessors, but more versatile is where they sit in terms of like their place in the Space Marines uh, codex now. I guess you know they can take the heavy yeah. weapon and the special weapon. Um, Venerable Dreadnoughts just good. Yeah, Dreadnoughts in general are good. Dreadnoughts <laughs> in general are just good now. Um, like Redemptors are really good, but Venerables can have all kinds of special buffs. Mm. Uh, they get yeah. that. They get that uh, six plus shrug, don't they? Something like that. They they can ignore wounds. Well, they get that minus one damage now. Is it due oh, to Eternal? that's what they do. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and hey, big fist on a twin last cannon, you're never going to go wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. It's, it's again, if you want to do firstborn Marines, it's what you want. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a, in a funny place now with, with obviously the upgrades to the rules now. But yeah, it's not a terrible kit. It's, it, like you said, if you want to do, firstborn then yeah it's a bit of a no-brainer really uh mm. again i think if you're not wanting to do firstborn but you've got a lot of primaris but you want to you know again a bit similar to the blood angels one where you want to mm. mix it up a bit and go you know what i want some firstborn i want some alternative options it's not yeah. the worst no. in general uh you can like i said dreadnoughts are always cool to have obviously if you're wanting to go firstborn you're wanting tactical marines so that's cool mm. and the captain again you could do anything with you can make him a mm. chaplain you can make it a librarian if you played around yeah, a bit yeah. really so it's got options so uh, yeah I, I think once upon a time this would have been an, uh, a straight no but i think mm. with the with the new rules and the codex this has actually got a bit of viability now which is good yeah yeah and here it's a comparatively cheap one uh, same so i don't know if it's yeah yeah cool 55 yeah yeah, yeah. excellent um cool Continuing Space Marines, still more Space Marines. There's so many Space Marines boxes. Um, <laughs> start collecting Vanguard Space Marines. Hey, mm. here's the other half of Shadow Sphere. Yeah. Uh, so what you get in here, you get, well, it's not, it's not the entirety of the other half of Shadow Sphere though, because a couple no. of characters from this got sent over into their own little boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get a Lieutenant Infoboss armor, three suppressors, three eliminators, and ten infiltrators. Mm. Uh, now, this is the only place you can get the Infiltrator Helix Adept, because that is for some reason not in the multi-part kit. That's right, um, yeah. It is also the only place you can get Suppressors mm-hmm. by Sweet yep. Jump Packy Autocannony Boys. Yep. Um, honestly, it's not bad. Eliminators, pretty good. Mm. It doesn't have the, uh, doesn't have the Laz Fusel options, but their basic bolt sniper rifles are really incredibly versatile and good. They are. Um, <laughs> Yeah, infiltrators are good, and this has a few really nice, unique poses as well that mm-hmm. are not in the multi-part yeah. kit. That's uh, right. Yep. Your lieutenant, yeah, your lieutenant in Phobos is actually my preferred lieutenant in Phobos because he's not as crazy as the, uh, yeah, as the other one, one you yeah. can get. Yeah, yeah th- the this Reaver looks one. like yeah, yeah, this, yeah. The other one's a Reaver lieutenant. This one is like yeah. an actual infiltrator or an incursor lieutenant. They've actually got, I think, from memory, it's got a new data sheet. They've actually separated oh, yeah. them out. Um, okay. Pretty sure, as as I just handily get my <laughs> new codex that I uh, I've eventually bought. But yeah, I think the um, lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, it's 
you've got a lieutenant in Phobos armor and you've got a lieutenant in Reaver armor. No. Oh, they've actually separated. They've actually they separated them out. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. That, that, that's such a weird distinction because Reavers have I know. Phobos armor. <laughs> well, I know they do, but I think they just went, they wanted to have the Reaver rules, I think was yeah, the, the sort of yeah. main reason for it. But no, as a kit, again, this is actually quite a strong one to start with because obviously mm. in the, especially in the right uh, chapter, the infiltrators are really cool. I mean, to be fair yeah. with a lot of the troop choices for space Marines are really cool. You've got so many options. You've yeah. obviously got tacticals, go intercessors, heavy intercessors, assault intercessors, incursors, yeah. and infiltrators. And Jesus. you know, it's got you've got a lot of troop choices. And again, no this scouts, is though. <laughs> no scouts. Yeah, they're now elites, unfortunately. So I again I think that's really strong. A lieutenant is always cool mm. to have. The, yeah. the eliminators, I need to check their how they've changed in ninth well the new codex should say, because they yeah. were really strong in eighth. And the suppressors mm. were always quite a you know, a bit of a left field choice. So again, yeah. similar similar to the Chaos Space Marine Star Collector box, which obviously this one was sort of paired with at one point, point on time, that mm. it, it's really, I think it's really solid overall. You're getting a yeah. nice mix. You're getting, you know, an HQ, you're getting troops, you're getting some, you know, elites and, and then uh, mm. I think the suppressors mm. are heavy support. So yeah, yeah. I, you can't, it's not really a bad kit. No. Again, yeah, bad box on like this one. Yeah, no, it's 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 fine. Again, if you want to do Vanguard Marines, hmm? guess what? It's a really good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, all right, we get we get out of those troubled Space Marine waters. Uh, we go over to start collecting Adeptus Mechanicus. Ah, ah, yes. Uh, which gets you. You have an Engine Seer, ten Skitari, and the June Rider uh, slash June something or a. I forget what the other name for it is. Disintegrator. Not Disintegrator, yeah. rather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that's not the Admech did not name yes, it that way. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh so this is this is your D Day landing party start collecting box. Um honestly, if you wanna do if you wanna do Admech, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I've not seen the engine seer a lot. Um in terms of Admech armies, you normally see the, the Tech Priest Dominus and stuff. But Skatari yeah. Are good troops, honestly. They they can be rangers or they can be the um terrifying radiation induced ones. Um <laughs> forget the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and the June Rider is fine, but uh people will quite like the disintegrator as a sort of heavy support tank. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it can it can get those those big heavy guns on there. Um and yeah. like yeah, as far as Admet goes, Katari kit's nice. I've worked with that quite a bit um yeah. the engine is a cool little model uh and the uh the the tank is pure admech it is <laughs> it is the crate it is a hovercraft like it is a modern day hovercraft transposed to 40k and i love that yeah <laughs> definitely i mean i mean this is that this is actually the one that again one of the newer start collecting collections mm. put together because obviously they updated this start collecting box because obviously it used to be uh what's it used to have the skatari mm. used to have a, a tech tech priest dominus. it was a dominus yeah, yeah. and, and it had uh, the onager june crawler june crawler that's it yeah. yeah so so i think for a lot of people it was a bit of a side grade you know it depends yeah. on which way you yeah. looked at it i mean it's cool that you get the newer vehicle mm. in it because obviously that that vehicle came out not that long ago so it's quite cool that they yeah in, you know, and it's quite new. expensive on its own <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's you know again you're getting the right things in this one. Um, 
I would have more to say because some of the guys in our Discord on the voice chat were telling me about mm. this box. Uh, unfortunately, it was almost one o'clock in the morning and I zoned out a bit. So yeah, <laughs> it went over my head I and mean... I can't remember what they said. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, in terms of value here... The June Rider is $125 and this box is 165 So for 40 bucks, you're getting 10 Skitari and an Engine Seer. Yeah. So it's not, not bad at all. In, no. in terms of uh, value there. Anyway, yeah. If you want it, you want it. If you yeah. if you prefer June Crawlers, uh, see if you can find <laughs> the old box hanging around yeah. in uh, third-party stores. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we're, we're finally out of um, Imperial Grounds. Uh, start collecting Craft Worlds. Okay, we heard... That you liked raids. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a Farseer far, 5 Wraith Guard, who can also be assembled as Wraith Blades, uh, a Wraith Lord, and a War Walker. Um, all of these see play on the tabletop. I have not seen a War Walker. No. So that is the one exception there. I've never seen a War Walker be used. <laughs> um, but if you, if you want to do a, an undead Eldar army, it's a pretty good box, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're always gonna, you're only, yeah, you're always gonna struggle when it comes to craft worlds. Obviously, as we've touched upon mm. multiple times on the show, obviously with the fact that they do have an older uh, range at the moment, so you know the plastic <laughs> units are, you know, a bit more yeah. limited, you know, in this yeah. particular faction. So, uh, I again, I quite like it though. I like the fact that they've, you know put a really good theme to this one and mm. and also it's a it's a bit of a chonkier box as well you know you're yeah, not getting lots of models yeah. but you're getting bigger you know the yes. bigger units and i, I quite like that and because uh, ultimately mm. you're going to probably get your you know your guardians and your dire avengers and things like that and obviously mm. your mm. shining spears so yeah i don't think it's a bad kit i quite like it as a whole it looks really cool you know I, yeah. again my, yeah. i'm a bit out of touch with how good they are on the tabletop Rate stuff, but yeah. I don't think they're terrible from they're what not I awful. understand. No, they, they so, are the tough side of the Eldar armies. Yeah, so like if you want to stick it out a li- like if I did Eldar, I would probably use this box because I don't want to paint a million aspect warriors and guardians. <laughs> yeah, um, and I don't want to paint like the big tanks either. I just kind of I like this sort of larger infantry feel. Yeah, like raiders, raids are just uh, wraith guard are just bigger primaris marines in terms of like their <laughs> overall proportions of what you would yeah. paint and the wraith lord is just a big cool character dude that mm-hmm. and like th- these are older kits but like yeah. the wraith lord i've seen people do some incredible like kit bash and conversion work with because it's not super complicated to like cut through the joints and you reposition and sculpt things uh yeah. on these either because they're not they're not those like crazy, you know, insert this tab here, then cover it with this piece, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. uh, how the newer kits tend to be. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think as it, I can see this one eventually becoming uh, another start collecting box in addition to a mm. more updated Craft Worlds one. Because I think when yeah, we see yeah. Craft Worlds get updated, which will happen as in more mm. than the, the, the recent Howling Banshees. But I think that, you know, like they've, we've seen it with others with like, yeah. uh, I don't know, like the Seraphon in AOS where there's a Seraphon yeah, and there's a skin yeah. kit. I think this will be like a Wraith kit eventually. And then mm, they'll do a mm. proper new Craft Worlds start collecting. Oh, that's good. That's my, yes, that's my prediction anyway. So uh, it's, it's cool. I like it. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, okay, we're, we're nearly there. There's three more. Yeah, not, not three many. more. 
start collecting Demons of Zinch. Um, yeah. I have no clue. I've never <laughs> seen Zinch demons used in 40k at all. <laughs> I'm completely stumped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, when we spoke about AOS, this is actually a mm. very solid box. Oh, I yeah. Think in yeah. 40k, not as strong from what I understand. Um, mm. You know, I think, again, if you, I think they have their place from what I understand in a, you know, a mixed demon army. There is mm. people that will take, you know, lots of horrors and flamers because, you know, obviously yeah. 40k, they, they have their place as well. But again, I could be wrong on this. I think it's more sway to AOS, this box really. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know enough. I mean, I, I like the box overall, like when, like mm. when we said about AOS, I like the variety in it because you're getting a lot of cool little kits in that. Um, and it has its place, but yeah, I think 40k, it's probably not as strong, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair all, enough. I will that's all I can add, right? Defer to your relative <laughs> expertise there. Uh, now, we get we get into the boxes that don't exist, according to Australia. Oh, right. Um, no longer available online. Start collecting Death Watch. Uh, yeah, hey, this is this also includes a special character. Yeah. One of only two of them, I guess. Uh, this is Watch Captain Artemis, uh, two uh, five-man Death Watch kill teams, and a venerable dreadnought. Yeah. So, uh, essentially, this is a really good box if you want to play Death Watch because it's mo. It is the primary Death Watch squad twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, that's it. That that's why it's worth it on its head because mm. they come in boxes of five, which yeah. used to, over here they used to be twenty five. They may have gone up you know with a recent mm. price hike so okay so they haven't but i think they have to be fair but yeah that's 50 quid already and the yeah. box is 60 so you're getting then you know artemis and a venerable dreadnought on top as well mm. for yeah. an extra 10 pounds that's, that's very good. good that's very good <laughs> indeed yeah so yeah i like mm. that I, it's yeah. a lovely kit i've, I've still got my, oh yeah my um my uh death watch uh, like the kits where i've I haven't mm. used them for things, but they're so cool for pulling bits from. Um, yeah, I know we're talking yeah. about them as a whole, but yeah, they're, they're so cool when, you know, you're like, oh, I really need a, you know, a really cool looking storm shield. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> oh, There's that Death Watch that kit. <laughs> yeah. We need, I need the world's biggest thunder hammer. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I, I really love the Death Watch veterans kit. Yep. It is, it is the only firstborn Marines kit that sits relatively properly in scale with primaris marines as well because it's actually yeah. quite a recent one and so like they've got that little bit of extra height so they don't look puny next to a primaris marine true yeah um i mean like everyone knows the watch master uh blister is a primaris marine in disguise because he's like a head taller he is actually yeah he's quite tall but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no this is really good um it holds a special place in my heart because watch captain artemis his pose is almost exactly the same as the 54 millimeter death watch Marine. You could get, uh, when inquisitor was a physical game, the games workshop mm-hmm. sold. And I loved that many. I fantasized about that thing <laughs> when I was younger and it like, it still existed at not exorbitant prices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like, like my, my first, my first Space Marines story experience was Death Watch. Like, my, oh, one cool. of my first books I read was Ravener, um, 
was no Ravner and the Eisenhorn series, and like mm-hmm. the first Marines that show up there are Death Watch Marines, and like you know, the you know the um, the the tale of the sort of arrogant Death Watch Marines seconded to these um to these regular Imperial Guard who are going through this horrible fifth dimensional hellscape. And so he's, it's always like it was really cool. That was my first experience with Space Marines in the fiction was Death Watch. They are awesome, like totally elite elite Xenos hunting squad with all these different backgrounds. Like, it, it, it is movie character cast. Like, you know, yeah. you've got your brooding Dark Angel and your also brooding uh, <laughs> Raven Guard and your <laughs> brooding Blood Angel and, <laughs> your, <laughs> and your very happy Salamander. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is like one of the most flavorful Imperium armies, I think, mm. because you can... You, they are. They are all characters. They are all meant to be characters. Um, yeah. They're all going to two wounds. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. One no, more like, unit. If, if you're doing well. Death Watch, it's good. Thanks yeah. The they'll codex. have everything. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but let us build kill teams properly. <laughs> I love. I love this Star Collecting box. I think it's great. Mm. I think it's it. You know. Okay. I'm not saying it's the most powerful, but thematically, no. it's gorgeous. This kit because every every marine looks totally different. Um, Artemis mm. is cool, but again, you can always convert him into something else. Like we said before, yeah. the Venerable Dreadnought is really cool, and Dreadnoughts are better in ninth. And yeah, mm. those kill. I mean, the kill team is one of the best boxes around. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, the only snag you're gonna have have is if you're going really meta, is you're probably yeah. you're not gonna get a lot of the weapons because obviously, you know, st- if it's still a thing, storm bolters and storm shields used to be mm. the the real thing. Mm. So you're gonna have to get other things. But I think just as an overall. It's a lovely kit. Um, I, I, I'm presuming they're reboxing it, or actually, or do we think they're actually going to rejig it if it's now sold out? I completely? mean, the the thing is, reboxing usually is temporarily unavailable That's online. True. Yeah, this is no longer available. Yeah. which says to me like it's going to be replaced at some point. Yeah, but I mean, hey, we got a we got a Death Watch supplement coming by the end of the year. Maybe there'll exactly. be redone with a new kit like honestly death watch supplement comes out i'm i'm gonna lay it down now star collecting death watch comes out it's 10 intercessors with the death watch upgrade plus a watch master or something like yeah. that. yeah yeah i could see that some some relative some relative primaris ish upgrade to it mm-hmm. yeah, cause yeah i suppose they i suppose that's probably what they're going to want to do now aren't they try get them more primaris mm. even though obviously they can still run these cool Firstborn kill mm. teams, I think, yeah, they or, or you may have a combination where you have a, a, yeah. a kill yeah. team, you know, a firstborn kill team plus, like I said, an intercessor squad maybe mm. in there and something else. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It just yeah. seems a bit convenient that we're getting a, they're getting a new supplement and their start yeah. collecting box is now no longer available. Mm. We'll see. Uh, well, speaking of no longer available, we come to the very last box, the one that is no longer available online for no discernible reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Start collecting Primaris Space Wolves. Yeah. Um, it comes with one Primaris Battle Leader. Uh, just a Primaris Lieutenant, but Space Wolfy. Like this model. That's right. He's very cool. Uh, comes with ten Intercessors and three Aggressors, uh, as well as two Primaris Space Wolves upgrade uh, packs to give all of these guys the relevant shoulder pads and dead animal bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, if you're doing primaris space wolves, it's fine. I, I think if you're doing primaris anything, it's fine. 
because yeah, ultimately honestly. this this is a funny kit because it, or funny box. It's it's a it's actually just a Primaris one because obviously mm. it's only just okay. You the battle leader, yeah, he is obviously a a space wolf, but again, you could convert him. But ultimately, yeah, if yeah. you're a space marine player and and you want intercessors and aggressors, which is you mm. know. And they're, and they're the proper units. kits as well, the, the yeah, full, full uh, kit. choice kits. This is actually a really good proposition, you know, because, again, mm. the, um, the battle leader, you could convert into anything else you want, really. Um, mm. I, I, odd that it's no longer available online. Um, yeah. Strange. I don't know. Unless, obviously, they're getting a supplement soon, unless they're yeah. going to rejig Ooh. it in some sort of way. Listen, I'm just saying if we if we get a if we get a new Grey Hunter Blood Claw box that's actually in scale with a ton of pri- uh, Primaris uh, workable Space Wolves bits, I won't complain. Yeah, we're not going to, uh, but I won't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempering yeah. my expect expectations because I know Game Workshop yeah. will not give me what I want, what I truly <laughs> desire. Um, yeah, yeah. This this is yeah, like you said, it's a really good generic Primaris box that happens to have a bunch of space wolf spits jammed yeah, into it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Um so that's also the last 40k collector mm. box. So uh where what do we think sits up near the top of this right. uh this this big pile of twenty <laughs> odd God there's so many of them. Um <laughs> Right. Okay. I'll 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 throw some into the mix, see see yeah, where they yeah. stick. Um Care Space Marines. Yes. Um I'm going to throw out or throw up, you know, up into the, the air, uh, Tau. I'm going to yep. throw up, uh, also death watch, even though that's a bit yep. of a funny one. Cause obviously we don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, yeah. And true. probably Vanguard space Marines as well, potentially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would definitely go chaos space Marines. I would probably also go thousand suns and, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, tempest scions, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Cause like, Again, again, this is for me is like, what will you want yes. for the army? Like, what is a good start? Military and Pimpestus is here is the two units you are going to have. You're going to have yeah. Tauropses, you're going to have Scions. Yeah. Chaos Space Marines, like, what do you want? Here's a bunch of cool, unique, fun units, and here's the bread and butter of the army, the Chaos <laughs> Space Marine. Yeah. Uh, and then Thousand Signs is like, here's Araman, you want him. Here's Rubrics, they're good. Here's Angles, they're good. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, Although I'll also say the Tau box is also up there just for like, yeah. here's everything the army has to offer. That's it. Drones, suits, and troops. That's it. You're getting a lot in that and you get yeah. drones as well. Um, I, 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 okay, I'm going to make my top three. Yep. Yeah. Um, Care Space Marines. Yes. I'm going to make it Tau. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I maybe Tempestus. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right on yeah. that. Because they're also cool. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. My top three is going to be Chaos Marines, Tempestus, and mm, you're kind of selling me on the tower. We might be coming <laughs> to a convergence here. Because <laughs> like the Thousand Suns box is really good, but I like what's in the tower box better. <laughs> well, and also Thousand Suns, you you start running off multiples. You know when it starts mm. running down. Whereas again with yeah. Tau, you're like, oh cool, more fire warriors, cool, more crisis suits, more, suits. more drones. Yeah. yeah, I just think you got more. No, I think you're right. I think we've come to an agreement. These are the okay. top three yeah. collecting boxes: <laughs> Scions, okay. Tau, and Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. Okay. Right now, which yeah. which one do we want to? Yeah, you know, we got a top Crown three. Crown Supreme. 
Yeah, and thing is, we got they got it's all similar reasons as well because obviously yeah, we're, we're, yeah. pick, we're all three are like right. These are cool. These are all stuff you're going to want. It's stuff yeah. you pr- may you're probably going to likely want to buy multiples of mm. potentially. Um, okay, mo- when it comes to the models inside, as in aesthetically, okay, the yeah. tower really cool. Showing their age yes. a bit. Also, Care Space Marines, nice. They're all really cool and new, yeah, relatively but new. They're monopose. That too. That's the problem there. Like, getting multiples of that box, you will have the same autocannon guy unless you work that's for it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I mm. don't know. That's put spanner works, because I've been leaning yeah. towards Chaos, but now you've said about the monopose, that could... Honestly, I think Tau, because you yeah. get options with crisis suits, and they you are do. a decently posable fun kit you can do a lot with. You can turn them you into commanders drones, as well. Turn them into commanders, mm. yeah. Get yourself a nice commander. I think it might be Tau. Yeah, I think you could be right on that because again, be Tau. they're all good, but Tau's better. Yeah, Tau's I, I like, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Tau because you're getting a nice mix of stuff in there, both hmm. model wise and tabletop yeah. wise. You've got Let options. You what you yeah. like, yeah. And do, am I right that the fire what the fire warriors can be breaches as well? Yes, I, think I they believe can. so. Um, I believe so. Because I think check. the yeah they can, and I think oh well, there the you path, go. The Pathfinder is a completely different kit. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so again, I if mean, you, get multiple, you could convert them to Pathfinders as well. Oh yeah, of course you could. Yeah, easy but it, but the fact that they na- it innately can be also breaches as mm. well that gives yeah. it a big plus. Oh, I think we, I yeah. think we're going to be say Tau. I, I think, think it's the Tau. I think it's yeah. the Tau. Got to oh, give it to him. Who would have thought that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh no, we've we've turned against the Imperium. <laughs> I was already turned against the Imperium. It's fine. Uh, all the Xenos fans were like, "Yes, it yeah. wasn't given to those bloody Marines again." <laughs> oh, yeah. we're, we're all feeling tired of Marines. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. we know we can't have what Age of Sigma has because they can't just keep introducing new factions every two no, months. But we wish we true. had what Age of Sigma has. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. God, could you imagine if? 40k got like four new factions a year instead oh. of redoing all the old factions every year. No, <laughs> God, that'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they, there yeah. you go. So obviously now we've decided that the the uh, Maggotkin box for AOS was mm. the best one, and the Tower yep. was the best one for 40k. Yeah, oh, that is awesome. Two, it's pretty know, good two quite left-field kits, really. You know, mm. they're not the obvious yeah. picks. Um, I will say, just... when, when the Death Guard Star Collecting Box comes, and it will mm. come, yes. that's going to be the best one. Calling yeah. that now. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So that, that, that's cool. I'm re- I think that's a really cool conclusion, actually. It's quite good that we, yeah. we sort of had a top three that was mm. on the same lines, really, as well. So there, there you go. It, it'll yeah. get, you know, it gets people thinking. Obviously, people listening that... Uh, you may think quite different <laughs> so. yes oh yeah please let us know if we've terribly wronged you in any yeah. way with our assessment yeah. of these boxes yeah we've probably got a lot of it wrong <laughs> games so. workshop we want royalties on that towel box you hear me damn right <laughs> cool well that's been our you know discussion topic and that has been episode 64 i hope you've enjoyed it you've We've mm. spoke about Salamander successors. We've spoken about Vlad the Lad in, uh, yes. in Warhammer Fantasy, and obviously 
all the many, many start collecting boxes in 40K. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Mm. And Cameron, can you tell us where people can find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come join for cute cat pics and retweeting fun, cute things and ignoring the world falling around behind around our ears. Uh, or a shout out. Hey, shout out to Jacinda Ardern for winning the election in New Zealand uh, last night. Good job. New Zealand on being a bastion of sanity amid all of this. Um, <laughs> you can, if you want to, if you want to catch up with what I'm doing hobby wise, I swear, I swear I'm going to update my Instagram any day now when I get around to it. Um, it's at realm underscore and underscore rune if you're only interested in the hobby side of things, or I do also post up on, um, our official Twitter at real man druin. Um, <laughs> realm and rune for those, uh, not on the in joke there. Um, Oh, hey, uh, a hot tip for everyone listening. Buy The Infinite and the Divine and read it right now before yes. someone can spoil it for you beyond uh, Trazen and Orican's Excellent Adventures as an alternative title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good book. We're going to be covering it on our next Ruin episode, so in one month's time, please, yep. please read it. Robert Rath deserves love for this book. It is my favorite <laughs> Black Library book in so long. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward I'm to talking about it on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, where can people find you and your opinions on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well, at NinjaBadger7. You can also find me on the Twitter, uh, the podcast Twitter as well, which yes. is at Real Man Ruin or mm. Real Man Druin. Uh, Real Man Cameron. Druin, the good oldies. <laughs> and uh yeah so like camera said next ruin episode in in two episodes time on so 66 we'll be covering the infinite and the divine so you've got a bit of time to get on with reading that and i'm hoping mm. to start that next week looking very much forward yes. to that oh. obviously our next episode oh. will be a realm episode <laughs> and yeah and oh, I, as always i forgot to mention earlier obviously our discord get yeah. on our discord with all the really yes. cool people on there yeah and Join the community before we run our competition officially. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, next episode we'll talk about our 100K download giveaway as well. So mm-hmm. plenty of exciting stuff to come. And with yep. that, uh, that's been the end of this episode. You know, Keep safe out there. Don't pe- tell yes. people how to enjoy their hobby. Enjoy yours. Yes. And we'll mm. catch you on the next one. Bye. Ciao.